Well, the Time Cop second opinions were pretty great. Um, I'll start off with this one by Griffin Dunn. <laughs> and it's kind of, his name kind of sounds like Hangnong Man, but it's actually Hagmanon. Griffin Hangmanon goes, not a full moment, man. but close enough to be entertaining. Five stars. <laughs> close enough to be entertaining gets five stars? I guess he just judges movies on people's mullets. Um, oh, Golan Globies. What was it? That sweet, sweet reference they were making there on yeah, that. He- Hegemonium? Uh, Isn't that a, like an element? Hegemamom? Hegemama? Never has my name been so butchered. <laughs> yeah, it's such an exotic name. Uh, so exotic, uh, he added extra letters to it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but... Up until when that was released, I, I didn't know who Griff was. I actually sought him out. When I learned that he was from the Detroit area, because we all know I'm the dead weight. I'm the imposter of this, this true. team. True. I sought him out. I said, I need to do something creative with you because I need to be famous right. desperately. Please work with me. Uh, we're going full wrestling here, so we're just going to give the backstory. We've been sh- uh, working you all about this whole story that me and Murray met at a comic book store. Yeah. No. I want to be relatable to the nerds. Your lovable Griff, truly your hero, not Murray. Murray is not your hero. Griff's your hero. Uh, he heard my beautiful name on the podcast. How did this get made? Because it was hard because I got three different pronunciations of the names. So I, yes. I looked through Hagam. First, I talked to a guy named Griffin Hagamanium. Yes, and then Hagamama. And then it finally said... <laughs> Mama is my favorite, which my mom never tried to work into her own name. The fact that... Because your mom is not creative. All the creativity went to you. It's true. Yeah. Every single ounce of creativity... I mean, your, your brother's a total trip, so... Yeah. I mean... He is over in Disney buying every Star Wars uh, piece of... Like Lego shit or something like that? Legos, toys, Were you a Lego saber. kid? I fucking loved Legos, but back in my, I mean, even in my childhood, yeah. Legos did not come in sets. Yeah. You well, they did, but they were super expensive. Even back in like the early 80s, they were really like the pirate ship was like the thing they oh, had. Oh, okay. And I was like, I never got I I can make a kick-ass wall with Legos. That's about all Dude, I could do with Legos. That's what I fucking loved about it, though, because all we had, and you probably had a similar, if you ever were uh, able to be around Legos, where it was just a bucket full of Legos. Yeah, we didn't have people. You would get the baseboard, and then you would build castles onto it, and you wouldn't know what you were doing. But two hours later, you were done doing it. It's like building a snow fort. You're just, you just. I remember I tried, I I tried to pull Lego part of my teeth, and I pulled out one of my teeth. It was a baby (laughs) tooth. That's awesome. (laughs) It was gonna come out anyway, but it came out. Uh, So my grandma lived. Just over Telegraph, so into Detroit and everything. Their house got broken into too many times, and that's when they finally moved out to Wixom. Because, unfortunately, that was, like, the part of town where, you know, that kind of shit would yeah, just happen. Yeah, obviously, Telegraph's horrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was like, hey. It's this weird is- how it's such a demarcation, because it's really kind of lily white on one side and yeah. like, welcome to the it, jungle well, on it, the it, other It's starting to get more, you know, yeah. more diverse here, but it was just like, that's where I grew up, was just, you know, I how close are you're never mind. You're in Pontiac. Yeah, I'm way the fuck up. Yeah. There. Uh, so it's just like I lived a mile away from Telegraph, and sure enough, it was like when I had my f- friend who lived on Five Points. It was just like you looked across the the street there, and it was a completely different story. Huh. Um, where were we going with this? I don't know. You're we talking about what a uh, creative genius you were. 
That's true. So, anyways, we'll bring it back to how this got made. How did this get made? They went out there because Murray found me. I'm a big movie reviewer, and we're always talking about local stars because very succinct movie reviewer too. Just too. I don't. You're like you're like a haiku haikuist of movie exactly. I don't fuck around. I don't go full Ebert. I don't do all the shit these other people do. I give you. I was the original tweeter. In fact. I give you one sentence to tell you, you know what? This movie, worth your time. Worth your time. So I believe you're going to post it, my original review, that... Which if, I don't want to do it. I it, will do it. If Twitter is up at that time too, yeah, I I don't know. I might be making I might be making an announcement soon that we're leaving because that's the bravest thing you can do. That right is the now. bravest thing you can do. The bravest protest, not right. not just stick around and troll the fuck out of this tiny dick guy who literally looks his name up mm-hmm. and interacts with total strangers oh, because yeah. he's so thin skinned. Don't don't do that. Don't harass Elon Musk and troll him. Go leave to Mastodon, you fucking coward. <laughs> I just love that. And make sure everybody knows, too. Like, I'm making an announcement. Right. I'm leaving Twitter. Like, people worshipping him. For, he's a billionaire. I don't Clearly, get that Clearly, he's all. a genius. It's like. Clearly, he's he, on the spectrum as well. He is the most thin He doesn't own YouTube, right? Because we might get thrown off. Oh, this. you're right. Yeah. You're right. He does not own YouTube. Okay, then. Yet. Alphabet is still a very big company. So. Okay. That's Google's parent company or whatever okay. alphabet oh uh, god damn it we're all over the place here and i can't keep track because <laughs> well, i'm also uh You're fully t- on the spectrum oh yeah i am a local hero i'm a big movie reviewer everybody knows when i review a movie next thing you know in all the independent theaters because that's basically all we have here now they all post, you know, put those movies up in the theaters. And Murray saw one of my reviews, and he said, "This guy is so beautiful." This guy's got something. He, I, I have an eye for talent. I don't have talent. I just have an eye for talent. Yeah. that's why I get I, I get all the guests for the show because well, I know talented people because I have no talent. We read eyes, and of yes. course, we've told the story about how immediately when I met Murray, I put him up to the challenge of beat these Nintendo games, <laughs> prove your worth to me. I did. Them. And next thing you know, I'm getting <laughs> flip phone screenshots of him beating well, what the video am I games. Do, you know. <laughs> How am I supposed to prove it? I know, right? Yeah. But he did it, and so here we are. So that I was... had to beat the Battletoads and take three years off my life. Also, the one this. the one voice you heard calling me Griffin Dunn, that's Nick Kroll. Fuck you, Nick Kroll. Yeah. Fuck you. You're I, not funny. I heard he's a rich kid. Rich kids are the worst. Oh, my God. Like our very own Kid Rock, the worst rich kid of them all. But yeah. fuck him. And then Paul Shear called me Hangmanon or whatever he called me. Uh, Hagamemnon. Like, Hagamemnon. He's, he's, he's like thinking you're a character from the Iliad and shit. Uh, right. Yeah. Way too far. Manzukas is fine. He called me Hangmanon. I didn't like Hang-Nan. him. I didn't like him on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, he, really? He kind of, yeah. Wait, you liked Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, it was a great show. Really? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. I never. And I do to... not like what's his face, the guy. Uh, Jason. No. no um, oh, I know. Yeah, you're... you know what I'm talking about. Mm. The lead of the show. Like, yeah, I love Andre Brower. He and he was great on the show. Okay, but uh, yeah, I don't like him. But he was he was he was palatable on that show. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. I never pictured you as a sitcom yeah. guy. Well, when I was a kid, I watched sitcoms. Yeah, that's what I'm learning about copying a feel like. I never watched any of these shows. Like I was aware of all the shows, especially the one we just did last few days ago. Check that episode out. 
I was always aware of these shows. I never watched them, but I did watch a lot of like bad sitcoms. Like I've seen. That's why I can't shit on. Like I can like shit on you if you watch like Urkel or something. Because I've seen every episode of Brady Bunch. You know. Yeah. So I, you know. You, that's, you watch shit when you're a kid. I re- I used to really enjoy Brady Bunch when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah I would watch it too. Oh. And it definitely was like the cerebral effect of like, why am I watching this? And also, <laughs> it was just cozy enough where you would watch it. Right. You would keep coming back. Seventy shows, same thing. Didn't yeah. really care for the show. Yeah, I lived it, so I've never seen this. But I just kept watching show. it. Every week, I would tune in and watch yeah. it. Well, reruns. I'd watch a lot of reruns. Comfort food show. Exactly. Comfort food show. So I'm a fucking star. You heard it there. They read my review because I am such a good reviewer. And that's why this podcast has legs. <laughs> Long, luscious legs. Yeah. Um, now, Murray, we mentioned sitcoms and everything. And one of the things I... I had a sidebar into this. We got to go back to other topics that are not time cop related. Did you get, and we're going to separate the two, because it's a time travel movie, the two different characters Jean-Claude plays in this movie. He's always got to play two characters. He loves that. I've noticed that. He's, done at, least, he's done at least four times. Double effects. Uh, double, team, twins. double team, I don't think he did. That's, that's the ironic thing. He, yeah. In the movie Double Team, it was him and Rodman. Right. But, and, but, but this is the thing. He just doesn't play twins. Like in Double... Jeopardy? What was the one that he was twins? Yeah, I don't remember. Double time? I don't know. The next one, he was like a future and past version of himself, which yeah. is just, which is the same but different. And then in the, the movie we're going to do that we had on the, the list, which came in last, Replicant, he plays a clone of himself. Right. So he's not just doing like long lost twins. He's mixing it up. He's giving us... The whole game, every variation of doubles he's gave, right? And he probably said, "You got to pay me because I'm playing two characters." Probably, yeah. Uh, Did you feel like Max hairstyle when he had the quote unquote mullet, which I didn't give it full mullet credit? I felt it was stylized. You're right, stylized Seinfeld hair. Yeah, you're right. It was a baby mullet. I mean, it wasn't full on. Mel Gibson, Martin Riggs, where it's just flowing and shit. It was okay. just that, but because I, because I know, I know Jean Claude. I know Jean Claude does not want to have long hair. He's a man. He yep. likes. He doesn't. He wants his ears totally uncovered. Unless he's in a timepiece. He's and doing. He's doing it for a part. Yeah. Because like I said, I was begging people, please vote for Double Team because Jean Claude with a mullet bums me out. And this was the Jean Claude mullet era. That very brief moment, hard target. Which had the worst mullet, the fucking Jerry Curl mullet. Yeah, and then this was like the baby mullet, and then he's like, "Fuck that, I'm never running a mullet again." And he never had a mullet again, and as far as I know. I know. <laughs> so yeah. Oh man, there's so many fun topics to have with this movie. Again, we'll get to that in a second here, though. But we got to have a real conversation right now. Wow. Because okay. you know what I had two days ago? A sandwich. A sandwich. And I, I saw that smile on your face when it came in. I thought so, I was like, either you got laid or you got a sandwich. <laughs> or both. That's the best. Eat a sandwich off a woman's back while you're fucking her. So here's what I want to, the Costanza style. Because yeah. he had the sandwich in the night dr- dresser or whatever they call that. Um, so I want to do a thing where you rate my sandwich. And then after we talk about it, I'll tell you how I felt about it. So here's the sandwich. I'm over in the fresh time, and they put out some deli meats, you know, the cuts that they had you to get rid of. You let deli meats touch your mouth lips? I thought you'd deli meats. I know. Deli meats I know what you're thinking here. Were you trying to, like, because you, Griff was a little down because he was the villain for a couple weeks of the show. And I'm were trying you trying to, to, like, well, maybe maybe I, I'm wrong. And you were like, I'm going to give it a try. Look, I'm always about trying the things, you know. I got to figure out what is it that everyone's telling me is so right about this. So I had to figure out what was right about it. Okay. And uh, 
So I went out. I was at the fresh time. I looked by the little pre-cuts, and there's some ham in there for $4. Virginia honey-baked ham. Okay. Is that a good state to get your ham from? I think that's the best state to get ham from. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about ham. it, I, but apparently if I go to Virginia, I'm going to be looking for their ham. So I get some Virginia ham for like three fifty, several different slices. I was like, this is good shit. I'll take it home. Several different <laughs> Yeah, several different slices with different thicknesses. Yeah, exactly. It was oh, okay. the weirdest cuts. One was shaved, one was a little thicker. And they had one a machine. Was... Were they cutting it with a knife? Uh, they must have been cutting it with a knife because yeah. these cuts were everywhere. everywhere. Maybe he sensed. Maybe, maybe maybe we had a listener, and he's like, "I'm going to give him the spectrum." Yeah, because I, I guess, and I'm yeah. on the spectrum, so it works. <laughs> yeah. that's probably what happened with these cuts. Yeah. So these cuts are everywhere. I pick it up three fifty. I say I got some cheese at home. I got some bread at home. Okay, I'm gonna go home and make a hot ham and cheese. That sounds good. It's got, sounds like a good. And yeah. then I look at my fridge. You know what I have in my fridge? An egg. And I say ham, egg, cheese. It's like a breakfast sandwich. Oh, wow, you're getting really t- delicious. Getting, I think. Well, you're getting really busy now. Put an and. Egg down there. Also in my fridge. I don't think I've ever had an egg on a sandwich. Really? I've had I, I've had a scrambled egg sandwich before. But yeah. I don't think I've ever had like a fried egg on a sandwich ever. Yeah. I I really I'm like not against a, it. I really like a fried egg sandwich. Okay. Yeah. You get an extra protein because for a good while there, I, you know, I wasn't eating too much meat, unless you consider an egg a meat. Kinda. So it's in the middle stage. It, it, it's in the middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, protein there. So then I'm also looking through my fridge when I go to grab my egg and my cheese, and you know what's in there? Some caramelized onions. So I'm going to have myself ham, cheese, caramelized onions, and egg. Wow, you're like, you figure baby steps, Grip. You're going full balls deep into the sandwich world. No condiments on it at all? I mean, what condiments should I add to it? I don't know. I mean, I I would put mustard on a ham sandwich. Yeah, but, uh, stone ground, I, yellow. Any kind. I like them all. You like them all. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Grape poupon. If I'm feeling kind of classy. Ooh, fancy. Even on a hot sandwich. Sure. Oh, okay. So th- that's the sandwich. How would you feel if I said I'm going to make you that sandwich right now? I would. Well, I would eat any sandwich. I'm not. I'm not a connoisseur of sandwiches. I'm just a. But your level of excitement. Sandwich. Would you be excited or just be like? Eh, well, I'm not. Good. I will say I'm not a huge ham guy. Okay. But I'm not against it. Okay. Like I would eat that sandwich that you made. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh so I on the sweets and scale of sandwiches, I think sex and and sandwiches. They're kind of the same thing. They're kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, once you're done, it feels you feel the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're you're spent. You're just like, well, you're feeling <laughs> yeah. so good at the same time. You're feeling so good. I can't imagine what you're. Like, I'm having a bad day. I'm gonna get a sandwich, and then you're just like a fucking uh, on some kind of morphine high. Or oh, the sandwich hit the spot. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it just didn't do it for me. It was not uh. enjoyable. Not it even went, a joke. You had to force yourself to eat it? I mean, I ate it because I took the time to make it and everything, and I need the sustenance. What is it? Is it just the bread? It wasn't the bread. What is your It fucking, was a nice five-grain bread. What is your mental block with sandwiches? They ju- Like, it's mostly just... I mean, that's the only difference between a meal and a sandwich is two slices of bread. I know. It just it didn't do it. If I didn't have the bread on there, it probably wouldn't have been any better. I just don't care for the deli meat. It doesn't do it for me. We don't have to have deli meat to have a sandwich. There's many. It's true. All you need is two pieces of bread. Anything in between is technically a sandwich. Technically a sandwich. Yeah. All right. Any other comments 
on sandwiches before we no, go to time cop. we got to get into this. Oh, uh, you want to go straight into it. Well, first of all, I when I was watching this, I go, you know what would make this movie better? Tim Cop. If it was just a movie about me being a, a cop? gun and yeah. a license to kill. Right. I get to decide what the rules are, what's a crime and what isn't a crime. That would have been a better movie, I think. I like this because I didn't I didn't realize how many political commentaries they made in this movie. So anybody yeah, who is... say, yeah, political commentary movies is a new thing. No, this movie makes some well, predictions. They've always, they've always, who says that? They've always been political commentary. I know. They, we, we just did a fucking month of 70s political commentary movies. Exactly. People just do not care to see it. And so it's on them. For the people ignorance. that get bothered, are the people who do are too dumb to pick it up. Too it's like the people that like hate gay people couldn't even say a totally flamingly gay guy from him. Go, he's gay. I didn't know that. And like, yeah, he's gay. Whatever. Well, I thought he was an all right guy. Well, because he is an all right guy. I think it was about eighteen people because they just voted on it uh, to ban interracial and gay marriage, and uh, only seventeen Republicans said like, yeah, we're advanced enough in these times to say that's okay. And the rest of them said, no, we should definitely not be having gay marriage. Who, other things, who cares? I don't How know why they can, your life? And they're supposed to be the party of free speech and do. Well, now know, they are. They never were before. That's what fucking irritates the shit out of me and it disappoints me about liberals. Because now they're like, yeah, let the Republicans have free speech now. We don't want free speech unless it's what we like. Yeah. I don't like it either way. I lived during the 80s, people. I remember when it was the flip side, and it's with bullshit then, and it's bullshit now. All right? There's just a lot of bullshit. There's a lot more that could be left up to the people that decide what to do, and that voice should be heard more so than... If only we had time travel, we could just go back and fix everything. Much Uh, like this movie. Much like this movie. You know, I... uh, I usually do a perusal of IMDb. I didn't for this movie. I Sorry, I don't have any facts. All I know is this was based on a comic book yes. I never read from like the 90s. I think it came out right around the time the movie came out. I think it was a Dark Horse comic. I yeah, I'd imagine Dark Horse. I can't imagine I saw, how their well, time travel rules would work in that either. I don't know, but I saw uh, like a drawing from it, and it looked even worse. They actually class it up in this movie like, oh that's his cool. outfit was like super like superhero futuristic cyber like i think he had like a vr helmet on oh that's not shit. good i don't like that at all yeah did he actually physically go back in time i don't know i, I just saw the oh, picture i'm just, sorry okay. yeah i didn't yeah i didn't for some reason i jumped ahead to oh my god you read it no we oh. had we had too busy we had we, we, we had double duty this week we had to make we, up for a tippy tap we were supposed to have last week so i didn't have the time right uh, I was really excited on my second viewing of this. I'd never noticed this before. Uh, this was my second viewing. The first that we did for this, I've only seen this twice. Right, we should also uh, uh, say this is how wild and crazy uh, our our friends are. This our friend, our lovely friend Sean Pigeon, who was on our Delta Force one and two episodes. If you want to hear those. His this is his crazy bachelor party we had. For, we saw we watched Time Cop. <laughs> first, what well, we, we first we went and got some bad Mexican food, and then we went back to his place. It was it was a whole gang. Mike Mullins was there. Yeah. We, and uh, Hair Metal Sean was there. Metal, Every yeah. all the usual suspects from this show, plus a couple others. And then we we play like a role playing game, which I still don't understand. Like Mike tried his hardest to, to explain it to me how to play a role playing game. I still don't know how to play a role. We played game. a role playing game. We played an X Men role playing game. I don't remember that. Yes, well, you were probably three sheets to the wind by this time. I might have been, yeah. 
And then, like, I, I don't know how – I think you said Time Cop. Sometimes Time Cop came up. I was like, I've never seen it. I gave up on Van Damme and Seagal around mid-'90s. I was yeah. like, I'm done with these two people. And you're coming back for more. And then we played it, and the only thing that blew my mind that I was like, how did I not know this? The lovely Mia Sarah, who plays Sloan Peterson from Ferris Bueller, gets naked in it. And I was like, mm-hmm. everybody from my era wants to see, wanted to see Sloan Peterson naked. Because she was so adorable in Ferris Bueller. Hold that thought, because I brought this up to you. We never get tits and ass in a Van Damme movie, and in this movie, we get two sets of yeah. tits. So he's, he's growing as an artist, right? He's realizing I need if it's in the romantic sense that it'll work, it'll yeah. get over, and I'll still get over too. Because we do All see right. him thrusting, and we, yeah, we get a nice, we get the butt shot, which you come to see, the yeah. glutes of steel. Who's got bigger big dick energy, Max or Walker? I'm gonna say Walker. Because, well, by the way, because there'll be no confusion during the the, the review of this movie, we broke up his characters. Walker will be the non mulleted. 1994, 1994 version, and Max will be the mulleted 2004 <gasps> version because he's a sad sack. He's got a mullet for fuck. He chose because he didn't have a wife to go cut your fucking hair. Five o'clock shadow. He chose to have and a mullet. mullet. Yeah, he's trying to be a hard on. You know, but this brings up Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. When you're a kid and you watch Ferris Bueller, you love Ferris Bueller. You're like, yes, I want to be Ferris Bueller. But it's funny when you become an adult. You watch it as an adult, you're like, he's a monster. Like, you totally, like, his sister and the principal are totally, they figured this little shit out. He's a sociopath. He's, he's like, literally a criminal. Maybe you figured out from all my uh, movie reviews when you're reading them and you sense this about me, even though I only write them one sentence at a time for each movie. My first viewing of Ferris Bueller, I was like, I enjoy this movie, but I was like, I fucking hate Ferris. He's a total predator. I want to be nowhere near him of course i was jealous of him because of mia or was right, that yeah. was that her, mia? Yeah, that's her real name mia okay yeah well that's the thing so you know like he he's he preyed on her because she was probably a couple years younger than him it's like it's a guy the 18 year old dates a 16 year old right it's and the- he took her virginity probably and they probably kicked her to the curb when he was done with it probably and then he preys on poor the cameron first- cameron who's obviously clinically depressed yeah his dad probably beats him right and he's like i need your dad's car and then when the car gets totaled, he's like, I got to go. See ya. I got to get home. Do some more hijinks. Right. Yeah. And the whole movie just portrays it as, hey, this fucking shark of a human being just does what a shark does. Right. You know, like, Bueller is probably like a senator now, like in that world. Like, he's like something like Kinda that. Kind of funny you bring it up. Like, like a Macomb or a yeah. Macomb, as Van Damme would say it. Oh. He, Honeycomb. He hit it really hard. Macomb. Well, he well he does he does do another uh, uh, Van Damism where they explain his accents. So that's right. In the first half yeah. of the movie, they explain. We've talked a lot about this movie. Are we ready? I think we're ready. I think everybody's ready because hey, you guys chose this movie. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Here it is, your pick. It's. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll let you get back to it. It's very bittersweet. Arnold's your guy. Van Damme's my guy, yeah. and we're just. Taking another one off the Van Dam. Well, list. another good one because there's plenty of boring ones. Believe me, I looked into it. I know, and we're probably not going to get to a lot of the boring ones. <laughs> yes, but yes. out of the good ones, the '90s ones, and everything, the Quest, I still need to see because I haven't seen it since I was a kid, and I did not 
finish that movie <laughs> as a kid <laughs> in love with Band Aid. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you'd like. It's just fucking blood sport with I just know. more racist stereotypes. I know, but now I I, I could probably appreciate. You could something. You, it definitely fits in our wheelhouse. Yeah, exactly. We could have fun with it or something. But anyways, bittersweet Van Damme, another movie just chunked at the leg. Yeah, so here it is, people. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you're enough strong for this trailer for Time Cop. You all remember Dr. Hans Kleindast? Well, for the past 20 years, he's been trying to keep his face off the cover of Time magazine doing research. His field of research has been time travel. Walker, how have you been, Lyle? I'm not hurting anybody. You can't go forward because the future hasn't happened yet. It turns out if you go back and you change something, it's serious. It could be catastrophic. We have to form a brand new covert agency to police this technology and to actually protect time. It'll be called the Time Enforcement Commission, or the TEC. And this man seated next to me is Commander Eugene Matuzak of the Washington Police Department. He is our choice to run the commission. Agent Walker, I've heard a great deal about you. And I've heard a lot about you, Senator. The same matter can't occupy the same space at the same time. Going back in time is a pretty easy way to make money. I hope you keep trying to get your math. I never quit. I cannot go back to save her. This scumbag is not going back to steal money. I had company this morning. My call center. Did they say that? I can't tell you anything. This guy's gonna roll right over. <laughs> Surprise. Don't go down. I really could care less whether you like me or not. Who sent you? You're not going back. That's one of the dangers of having an agency like that. Uh, imagine the dangers of not having it. I can't go back. The younger one was dead. If he were dead, he would not be here. You don't need the press. You don't need endorsements. You don't even need the tool. You need money. Agent Walker has already cost me that much. It's me. Ten years from now. The defendant has been found guilty. They would come back as many times as it takes. Well, I trust you'll keep working. You can bet on it. Stay here, Walker. My future. You're dead. Am I dead? Not dead. It's a thought about going back and changing it. My call must make some changes. All right, Globies, just remember, we're not time travelers. No. We're innovators. Well, we're we, all time travelers because we're all moving into the future. We're all slowly moving into the future. And by the way, one of the rules of Time Cop is you can't go into the future because the future isn't set yet. Right. So you can't go there. Can I just say, can we put a moratorium on time travel in movies? It's like the most overused trope, especially in the past 20 years. There's like been a million fucking time travel. Name one. The Time Machine. They did that again? They did it about 15, 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's just barely in Looper. There. It's just, okay, Looper. Uh, and I brought that one up earlier. So, so that's still a movie. That's true. But you're like, I've got all these on the top uh, of my head. Uh, the fucking Avengers movie, Endgame. They went through time. They in that did. Oh, one. fucking. Well, yeah. That's a comic movie. The so future that's now, and Marvel's already started. The future now is alternate realities. Okay. You can get away with more shit. Because my big beef with... Uh, first of all, I don't want to think when I'm watching a Van Damme movie. You want to call it lazy booking. 
Oh, I just want to, yes, because there are no rules. Yeah. There needs to be a concrete set of rules for how we use time travel in movies. I agree. Because people just pull shit out of their ass yes. all the time. Yes. It, it's frustrating. Um, do you feel like they did a good job with the time traveling rules in this? Or do you want to unravel? I mean, it as I, you under, go? I, I mean, I get the whole you can't go into the future because it doesn't happen. Okay, okay. I get that. You like so that? That makes sense. Um, yeah, they. This will be. I think they. I, I don't know if they were the first to do it because, but uh, what was there? There was some other thing that used the same. I, oh, it was the uh, Twelve Monkeys TV show. Believe it or not, which oh. was another time travel movie. Uh, when when did that come out? Because Twelve Monkeys was the eighties. No, or nineties. Yeah, it was the nineties. Nineties. Um, came out recently. It was on Sci-Fi Network. Okay, sometime in the teens, two thousand teens. And they use the same trope where you can't meet your past or future self. And, and you can't touch. And occupy the same space. Right. Yeah. Or there will be like some explosion. I don't know why it would explode or anything. Yeah, you turn into be. a horrible CGI blob. Yeah. Yeah, even for 94, the CGI was rough in this movie. And we're not spoiling anything. Just don't worry about what we were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, okay, that makes kind of sense, I guess. I like, you know? yeah. You can't, I like so, too one. bad you can't go into the past and fuck yourself or anything. You can't we'll, do that. We'll get in, obviously, more of the nitty gritty uh, on the time traveling. But first up, we're time traveling back to 1863, Gainesville, Georgia. End of the Civil War. Uh, it's just outside of peach season, everybody, so don't worry. Because Georgia is obviously famous for peaches. It's the peach state. Murray makes a trip to, you You probably have never noticed, but Murray exits the show for two weeks at a time when the peach season is on, just to go down I, to Georgia. I actually own a peach grove. Of course you do. Which I have to sell because Griff, we, we've explained how Griff has a gambling addiction. Yes. He put all our money in crypto, and now we're broke. Uh, we have no money. I really did. I tried really hard to make us another billion because I thought you wanted a second peach farm. Right. Well, you, you, I wanted uh, what are those things called? FT FTRs. FTRs. Oh, <laughs> uh, NFTs. NFTs. I wanted a peach, like a peach that no one could have. Right. A NFT. digital peach that no one could have. And of course, the image you gave me really, was the really, one are, from they Microsoft. Really, they really are sucker born every every day. I don't know what to say about it because everybody wants Matt it. Damon lie does. I no. know it's funny because it's like you know when we think about it in the past and get rich quick schemes and snake oil salesmen, we look back at that and go, "Wow, those guys were fucking fools." Oh. And here we are. I said that now. I said people buy investing in crypto are fools. I, exactly, and it's like I get that there's probably going to be a world currency, and that's what they're kind of latching on. Well, it has to. to be backed by something, though. But it has to be backed by something. They're like the blockchain is the most secure thing. And I used to work with crazy tech bros with smart brains, and they were like, oh, no, blockchain is fucking real. Six years later, and all the experts above them are just like, no, blockchain's a fucking joke. It is so easy to crack. And What's wrong with cash? I don't get the – what are strippers going to do? Come on. Murray, it's not about that. It's about investing in something that will make you more money. It's all I getting, know is – and what I heard, just, from what I heard, and I don't know why, it uses a tremendous amount of energy. Yes, because of computers and algorithms. Yeah, it's and ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's – the worst fucking thing ever. And it pollutes it's the so environment, stupid. even though a lot of left-wing people support crypto for some reason because it's cool. I don't know. It's the desperation of people to get ahead in a world that's getting worse. Well, and that's I mean, what's but, but, but that's the, the the irony is they're making the world worse by investing in this. Exactly. 100%. And it's, again, selling a product that no one gives a shit about. It's like when you go to somebody who says, my life has meaning. Oh, what do you do? Do you, like, build something for charity? 
Oh no, I sell real estate. I found myself. I found myself. Murray, Selling someday real we're gonna have a tippy tap where we just go on a journey about Tim Murray. Yeah. And we're going to find uh, we, you. We just learned that I'm the drip of the show from the top. You're the stars. Right. So. And another person trying to make a quick buck here is a time traveler. Yeah, he got, he's to- missing a tooth, for Christ's sakes. Fuck, man. He looked like Griff. That's the tooth yeah. I'm missing, too. And he is standing in front of some Confederate soldiers. This is... They, they're they're probably absconding with some Confederate gold because the war's over. They lost. You can tell this guy's a liberal cuck because he doesn't even fucking salute these soldiers. No, he didn't thank them for their service, even though they were serving the wrong side. Wrong side. But you still got to thank them. You still got to thank them. Fighting for your rights. Man is in the uniform. American. Any man in uniform got to thank. Right, and he was fu- the fighting spirit still prevails. Yeah, and so I the only thing I didn't like and people, if you're gonna do a a futuristic a movie that takes place in the future. Minimum 50 years to 100 years in the future because we always get these all this futuristic shit that now we don't have. This movie takes place 18 years. The future part of this movie takes place 18 years ago from where we are now, and we still don't have a lot of the shit that's in this movie. Okay, so to put some numbers on what Murray just said there because the math is hard. Uh, this play, this movie was made in 94, and the future for them was 10 years later in 2004. Yeah. One year, I, I don't know. In- I haven't talked with our weapons master, but I'm pretty sure all the weaponry in this movie is futuristic bullshit. I can't wait to hear about how real these weapons are. And actually, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even the Terminator was asking for these weapons. Actually, Jack is our weapons master, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, he's probably like, yeah, I've got several of those guns just <laughs> in my closet right now. Like they're pea shooters. I mean, they were accurate as far as we, as we learned in 1997 when Predator Two takes place. It's not about the gun. It's about the scope. So you just put 12 (laughs) scopes on a gun. It makes it just more futuristic. (laughs) I I love this because... They're super accurate because there's 12 scopes. It's the whole uh, Vince McMahon McMahon adage. It's all about the sizzle, not the steak. Put scopes on it. Make big barrels, big silencers, lasers, shit. Multiple lasers, especially. And you got yourself a prime gun. So this guy, this stranger, this redheaded stranger, he's like... He dressed for the occasion, by the way. Of course, yeah, he's accurate. Yeah, I don't know why, because he had the futuristic guns on him. I, yeah, really, he was hiding them, but still, it's like <laughs> yeah. he wanted well, to uh, confuse them enough. I guess. Uh, I, I think he was trying to confuse us. We're like, I thought we came to see a Jean Claude Van Damme. Why is it taking place in the 1800s? Right? Did they build time travel in the 1800s? Did, did, did Abraham Lincoln fund that? Maybe. So, yeah, so he just basically says, I want your gold. They're like, no, you cannot have it. And he pulls out his future guns, laser scopes everywhere, 12 laser scopes on the gun, and blows away these Confederate soldiers, which they deserved it. They're fucking fighting for slavery, for Christ's sake. Right, exactly. So it's hard to root against... What I don't even know who this guy is because we never see him again for the rest of the movie, do we? Right. Well, we hear about his actions, but we don't know who the uh, fuck So he wasn't he is. one of the goons because all the goons were kind of nondescript. So what we're learning is that uh, um, multiple people are just being sent frivolously to the past to get wealth in the future. and But I think what we know why we don't recognize him is because we learn about his sale in a minute here. Okay. So that would explain why we don't recognize him. But then – Here's the part. Here's the tricky part, Murray. That means more people have time traveling devices. At least two, because we have a prototype. Uh, we have three, is what I'm trying to say. Because we know of our new force, TEC, is going to have on. Right. And we know there was a prototype. Right. But when we talk about who he got the gold for, we're going to learn more people have a time. He had, the, you know, he had access to the prototype. You think so? They said that. 
Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we know there's at least two. There could be more. We don't know. Okay. Okay. Because that's what they're worried about. And this is why we need the TEC, the Time uh, Enforcement Commission. Yes. So, all right, we're back to the present. Our, Our past, your future. Yeah. Uh, 1994, beautiful year. That was the year Super Metroid came out. I turned out. 20 that year. 20. If only you had a Super Nintendo. I'd love to talk to you about some good I old... I never had it, no. That w- that's like the sweet spot of consoles for me. So, it's Washington, D.C., October 10th, 1994. A covert Senate committee is convening because they want some moolah. And it just so happens that... Always with their hand out. Always with their hands out. And, you know, it's a black man coming in to beg the white man for some money. And you know how that's going to go because this is a time when Republicans were ruling the Senate. Yeah. And they were kind of sane a little bit. They were definitely more sane. Like, the guy was talking to him and wasn't immediately... They actually believed in compromise at some times. They really did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when one guy said, I want to go along with that, they weren't just like, this kid's out of his mind. No fucking what. They were just like. Yeah, nobody said uh, the service entrance is that way to the black guy. They're that's like, true. No, they expected him as a guy who was there, who was meant to be there, and knew what he was talking that's about. That's right. And they listened. Right. They listened. And George's name, I don't know if that was his first or last name. I don't know. George. Just George. George, George Jefferson, I would say. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we did it. Time travel. It's been, we finally figured it out. The text is right in front of us. But here's the thing. What the fuck? Here are the rules. He's, he lays out the rules. Right. Can't go forward in time because the future has yet to be seen. Of course. And we can't do something like kill Hitler because how how much ripple effect would there be? How many? We, we can make the world worse if we kill Hitler. Sure. We don't know. And Murray, this I'm sorry, everybody. Catheter's in. Catheter's in. Forgot to say it at the top of the half, but you probably should have known. Baster's what... in. It's, it's, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Make sure to clean those basters. Yes. Um, like buy a new baster. Actually, a you should have a baster just for, for this, this show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, already, my first time traveling question comes into place. Okay. We already know people have been time traveling. So that means our world that we're already living in has been affected by time travel. Yes, that's exactly it. We're constant, but we don't know. We're not aware of it. Because, so yeah. does Ripple Fact even exist because people have already been traveling? It has to exist, and that's why, that's why we need the TEC, because okay. it's constantly being changed every time someone goes back. And every decision they make in the past affects our fu- the future. Well, now, George, why would we need to do a crazy thing like police the time universe and then he says which would have been perfect for 1994 what if saddam hussein got an atomic bomb george knows how to read a room he's a black man talking to white man so he goes yeah people of color might go back and get a bomb and so the white people are like no we cannot remember this was right after the that fierce brutal one-week war desert storm that the first time we actually commercialized war when we had the trading cards. We had trading. I have some of them, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, there was... Were they just like... It was like... It would have like Norman Schwarzkopf and shit <laughs> on it, and Colin Powell and George Bush. <laughs> Colin, yeah, he's I'll got di- an I'll original Colin Powell rookie card. Yeah, I do. I'll dig them up. How yeah. many yards per carry I did he have? I actually found... This is how just fucked up. Like, we could, I actually kind of enjoy it, but we because we could you could be so tasteless back in the old days. I have a set of cards called terrorist cards. Oh, my and it God. has it has like fucking Saddam Hussein, Gaddafi, Idi Amin, Ayatollah Khomeini, all of them on it. 
And there was also one. This was actually controversial. It came out around the time this movie came out. The serial killer cards. Do you remember those? Oh my god, no! It was it was a two. It was I it was, was seven by the it way. It was a, it was a hundred cards. Fifty of them were mobsters, and fifty of them were serial killers. Okay, I got a set of those too. Uh, like complete? Yeah, I have a complete set of the serial killer cards. <laughs> So you get your Dahmer, you get your, your Murray, the bun. market's hot right now. Netflix is putting out a serial killer documentary every well, I gotta, week. I got to look up at eBay, see what they're going they're for. Just, they're completely fudging the stories at this point. Jeffrey Dahmer's a pretty cool guy. He used to fuck. He used to slap. He used to be a gay fucking icon, and then he killed a guy. And then he killed a guy. And the Republicans exactly. turned on him. Exactly. It. <laughs> they made Dahmer sexy. Everybody... Joke. Uh, Joke. Uh, YouTube, we're kidding around. YouTube, please. We told you, get the basters. <laughs> so, okay, what we're saying is, yeah, so like you said, it's like brown people might take over the world. And they're like, oh, funny. Here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a blank check, young man. Do whatever needs being done. But then a, a young, up-and-coming Ted Cruz, if you will. Okay, okay, okay. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get right there because he's saying, yeah, well, we know you're going to sign on because of that, but we already suspect that there's been one ripple effect. So they, they feed him a little bit more before they get the sign okay. on here. And so he's like, a ripple effect? What the? What are you talking about? Well, the CIA just interrupted an arms deal. Terrorists were being sold weapons, and they were being bought with gold bullion. Gold bullion! From I got 1863. Gold- 18- 63 gold bullion? Yeah. That was the best year for gold bullion. Was that stamped with General E. Lee's signature? you damn right it was. I don't have any of that. How did they get it? And then that's when a young up-and-coming senator, Senator McComb, Aaron McComb, he's like, hmm, why don't don't we just... Uh, why don't I... He's like, I'm going to head this, like, committee on this. Because he's got to make his bones... You know, he's, he's got he's got he doesn't want to just be a senator. He wants to be president one day. Right. He's got big political ambitions and he sees opportunity here. And we're going to learn later that he's even in bed with the fucking Zuckerbergs of the world. And he's like, the metaverse you're telling me about is going to be hot. We're going to be fucking virtual women all goddamn day. I'm not going to fucking let my dick touch pussy. I like a dry dick like my friend Griff, movie <laughs> right. reviewer yeah, extraordinaire. You be all in on meta. You're like, well, Murray, we're wearing meta ga- <laughs> gear right now because we don't meet in the same room. Any- also, spoiler alert. We actually alert. do. That's the weird thing. We wear virtual VR gear and we're in the same room, <laughs> but we're like seeing virtual reality versions. We're disgusted by each other at this point. <laughs> yeah. We've been through the show for so yeah, long. We are back to back. We're not looking at each other. Oh, of course. Yeah. But we, our shoulders are touching. Yeah. <laughs> what is this episode? Anyways, so we learned that McComb is all aboard. He yeah. wants to be a big name on top of the tech world. Right. All right. All right. Cut to this is 94. We still went to malls, people. And you took your lady, even if you were married and an adult, you still took your lady to go to a date at the mall. How many dates at the mall did you go on? A couple. I don't know if, I don't even call dates, but you would hang out at the mall. You would hang out? At, like, yeah. I'll meet you at the mall or I'll take you to the mall? Take you to the mall. Take you to the mall? Yeah. Yeah. Did you shortstop them? Pop a Costanza style, like, oh, red light, and then you reach across to make sure they don't lean forward, grab the tit. That's no, what I'm asking you. No. You never that's, did that? You were too respectful? I, just, that's, I was too mature to do too that. Too mature? That. That's a mature move. Grab a tit? 
Hit the brakes and grab a tit? Out of concern. That the what, false... for what? For breast cancer? What? No. Well, yeah, a little bit of that if you need to go that direction. Anyway, we see our hero, Jean-Claude. Beautiful hair cut right above the ear. You mm. see those naked ears. They're beautiful looking. So this is your Van Damme in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Van Damme looks like an adult. Yeah, okay. And the, he... Even the jacket with the sleeves pushed oh, up? Oh, no, no. I was going <laughs> to comment on that. I fucking... Have you ever in your life worn a jacket and pushed the sleeves up? God, no. Ever. It's no. horrible. That was horrible. No. Yeah. That then that's such like an early eighties look too. I don't know, like like the like, oh no. I didn't like it. No, I didn't like that part. Anyways. And well we know Jean Claude and fashion don't mix. So, this know, is true. Yeah. He's got his mom jeans pulled all the way up to his nipples in this movie as usual. Right, he's got his big Wolverine boots on. Oh, Murray, Wolverine boots. Where did those come from? I'm Gonna say North Dakota. Yeah, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm. So he sees a. You're actually in the middle of a lawsuit right now because they poison one of our rivers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, he sees a lovely young lady, and he's just like she's looking uh, at something. I don't remember like a clock or something. I think they, there's a lot of fucking illusions at time and yeah. clocks. Oh here, my god, know. there's so many fucking clocks. There's a Karen. Character named Kronos for some reason. He's not even a major character. No. Just to fucking throw in clocks in time. Right. Uh, so we actually follow Melissa, who we're soon to learn is his wife. She's got a very serious look on her face. Like she just saw a ghost from the past. And she's very like conflicted. We don't, yeah, we don't know, and we don't understand why. I mean, we understand why, but now we're telling you we don't understand why because this (laughs) is how the continuity works. You're not supposed to understand why. This is how continuity works. Chronos told us, and so she's walking over, she's looking at clocks, and she's just like beside herself. And then this man comes up. Hello, I would like to tell you, I have time for you. To satisfy a woman. That was so slick. How could a woman turn that down? Yeah. I don't know if you have enough time. I'm meeting my husband. Oh, he sounds like a sexy boy. He's probably late. You should just turn around and fuck me here. And she's like, maybe I will. And then it's like, oh, it's just a meet cute. They're they're a couple. And they make out fucking hard. He puts a hand on her pants. I didn't think Mia would go along with that. But John Claude. She didn't have a job for a while. She didn't. Furious Bueller uh, sequel did not pan out. You're right. That was probably this is probably like seven years later. Yeah. And so, yeah, she's like, I got to get fingered by John Claude in a mall. All right. Me too. That's my favorite uh, card from that Cards Against Humanity game. Jean-Claude fingers you? Yeah. Oh. He says, hey, I don't know why they're meeting at the mall. But that's what you do in the 80, well, 90s. <laughs> yeah, you can still do it in the 90s. And he's like, look, uh, was, she just, was she a doctor or was she just a wife? I have no fucking clue. I don't clue. know why, uh, spoiler, I don't know why she goes to the doctor for like a pregnancy. She, she's not sure. Well, no, they didn't. Oh, yeah, I guess. I, got, I, I, I just assumed she worked there for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why. I guess I'm just too uh, so much of a feminist. I, I assume if a woman's at a hospital, she works there. Well, we also got to remember. Changing the, the bedpans, of course. But she's still doing She's working there. You're also concerned, of course, because uh, here at Golden Globes Theater, we're always concerned about the Bechamel test. And this the, movie does The Beckler-Belcher test? The Belcher the Beckler, uh, the Becker test. It definitely does not pass the Becker test because there's two female characters and they there's do two? not talk. I don't remember the second one. Fielding. Oh. oh, well, there's three. 
Fielding, Melissa. And the metaverse woman. <laughs> You're right. That was definitely a character yeah. fully fleshed out and everything. She was fleshed out all right. <laughs> so he's like, I cannot, I'm, I'm going to meet with Matuzak for a new job. Something called the TC. He already met with him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about taking it. I don't know. I might be away from work. Yeah, uh, well, she's worried because does that mean you have to travel? Well, you could say that. You know what this job is. Time travel. So it's a nice little joke about travel. And remember, it's 94. Everybody was rollerblading. Were you rollerblading in 94, Griff? Absolutely. I was okay. playing roller hockey. I have a scar on my finger still from playing roller hockey. So we see a roller uh, blader, but he's there's up to no good. Because he's got his eyes on this old lady in yep. a purse. Yep. And he goes, yoink, grabs it. He's like, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. S'il vous plaît, I have to leave for a moment. And then he does the pay. I got to give up Jean-Claude. He gives us everything we want from a Jean-Claude. This might be the last time he did it. I don't remember. Because he didn't do- He didn't give a shit in fucking Street Fighter. Uh, Okay. But then we did see Sudden Death. And that was around 95. We didn't see any butts in Sudden Death. We definitely didn't see butts, but I thought you were going to go for a kick. Well, that's one thing, too. But but did he do a stretch out kick? He doesn't kick the guy. He threatens to kick the guy. Yeah, he just shows off his flexibility. Right. There's also a joke because uh, Van Damme is a ballet guy. He used to be. That's where he got all of his, like, flexibility from, his ballet. And so there is a joke about him being a dancer later on. Okay, so he just extends his leg right in front of the guy's face. Yes. And he's like, read my boot. Wolverine. Read between the lines. I should get the fuck out of here. (laughs) We. And then the guy's like, and give me the purse. He takes the purse back. The purse. It doesn't look good on you. It doesn't match your outfit. Your glasses are too cool. And he pinches the guy's cheek and goes, no, give it back to that old lady. He's got those stone cold fucking what's his name glasses on. Uh, Brian Bosworth. Bosworth glasses. Speaking of guys who have awful hair, as that's going on, we see there's a little like balcony area. Yeah, we see the hairs on the back of Walker. Hey, Walker. Ninety four Van Dam. Right. We see the hairs on the back of his neck spike up. And he turns and looks at him. Bel- you know what? Thank God we could see that because he's got he doesn't have a mullet. Exactly. So th- that's another thing that they don't play up well enough. But look, we have keen fucking eyes. The right. four of our eyes combined can makes, see makes four eyes. We're more our four eyes combined are more powerful than the Hubble telescope. It's more powerful than uh, Buddha's third eye. Exactly. We sometimes sit on my roof and stare at Mars, and we can see the water. There's water yeah, there's and water. life. Actually, yeah. Bowie's up there. Why not? Uh, but his hair stand up, and he turns around, and he sees these two fucking guys, and we recognize them from 1994 Wrestling. Right. Well, they have the tag team belts on. Of course they do. It's the Nasty Boys, it's people. Goddamn na- mop top <laughs> fucking shave size. You love that, I know. You've got the shave side look going right now. You're letting the top grow long. Let the sides go short. Um. Also, he had the Snake Plissken boots on. You notice that? It was, I did. With the and metal tucked, shingers. And he tucked his yeah, pants Somehow, Snake can pull it off. This guy could not pull it off. He was I, an idiot. Okay. Can we just have a minute here to talk about these characters? Okay. Because they are 100% the future you and me if we were a wrestling <laughs> duo. 
Because I just love that this is what people think. People always think this is what we're going to look like in the future. It's yes. always going to be these weird asymmetrical haircuts. But that hairstyle is big nowadays. Is it big? I mean, it's, it's, it was a hairstyle back then. Okay. But was it okay. big? Maybe not like mom and pops wearing Here, it. Well, here's another question. All the kids we, are wearing Here's it. another thing of hair. Wouldn't it make more sense to have 94 Van Damme have a mullet yes. and have 2004 not? The you really hockey, thought mullets were going to be around forever? The hockey hair era of yeah. mullets and everything is 94. And they're right. like, yeah, future uh, Van Damme, Max, <laughs> has a mullet. But past – so clearly he's looking back at his past and being like, oh, I should have grown a mullet for her. Uh <laughs> But we learn that's not that's not true. But, but yeah. the other nasty boy, and yeah. this is what I need to talk about. The nastier about. boy? The nastier boy, because he's got the balding long hair. So this is the Griff half, and obviously the other half is Murray because he's got the no hair touching his ears. He's got, like, pants that flow over the belt where they did, like, the— well, Everything well, it's the 90s. Everything was pillowy. And he had a bolo tie, so you clearly borrowed that one from me. Yeah. Uh, but Didn't the, have a mustache. Balding nasty boy, <laughs> he had two giant hoop earrings, which, of course, is why they call me Hoops Hagman. Hagenaman. Hagamaman. Hagamama. Yeah, so they were, they're out of place. We're like, those guys definitely are from the future. Yeah. So we got to have, like you said, we got to have the scenes. This is when Van Damme was still being true to himself. So we have to have the scene. Why does this guy have a French accent? Right. So we have to have Melissa mock him for it. She's like, oh, ho, ho, ho. And he's like, hey, don't make fun of my accent. Right. And th- this is where they're talking a little bit about his new job that he just interviewed uh, for at the TEC. And he's like, oh, no, Matuzak's going to take great care of me. You know him. Because Matuzak, as we learned in a previous scene, was uh, going to be leading the TEC. And he was a former Washington police uh, officer. And a former Oakland Raider. And a former yeah. Oakland Raider, of talking course. talking about John, John Matuzak. And a former Viking biker. That's right. So uh. Matuzak's got a great past. <laughs> right. And so that's why past. our character, Walker, not Max, but Walker, Walker right. is so fucking Not fond Texas of Ranger, him. Walker. And not Texas Walker. Ranger, Walker, uh, is so fond of him. He's just like, yeah, man, I'll follow this guy through all of time and space. We'll chase down Carmen Sandiego, even. And then as they're talking, a man with a colorful man with a parrot on his shoulder... He had a small hoop earring. Jumps in front of them with a Polaroid. I need to take your picture. Why does he have the fact? I don't know. <laughs> He's like, hey, can I take your picture? Takes the picture, and because we need to have this moment. We need to remember this moment. Right. We have to fucking have fun, because guess what, guys? We're going to revisit the scene later. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> we're visit- revisiting the scene later. And so as the two get their picture taken, beautiful picture. It's a Polaroid, so they have it immediately. He puts it in his pocket. Continuing on, and Melissa's – they're riding up the escalator, Murray's favorite ride in the whole world, yeah. and it's just the right speed for you. Yeah, I don't get I don't get motion sickness. Exactly. And she's just saying, well, you know, I can predict the future, and I, I feel like this is going to be a hot evening. Oh, why do you think that? Oh, because you're going to take me home because both of us don't have work to do the rest of the evening, and uh, you're going to teach me some of those fun words you've been learning in English. What words are those? Pussy. Fog. Fog. <laughs> so we get, like Griff pointed out, shrimp. I this might be he's definitely <laughs> into some shrimp. And we don't rarely see. We see the 
Van Damme about to fuck and then post fuck where he's pulling his underwear up so you can see his butt. We never see a fuck scene out of him. Yeah. And I feel he's like he's maturing as an actor. I feel like this is one of the only fuck scenes Van Damme has ever it's done. It's the one I, only one I can remember. It blew my mind when we were at that rager of a fucking bachelor party where we, we got our young boy of the crowd high for the first time. <laughs> oh, Pavel got high? Yeah. Oh, boy. On weed. It was weed, people. It was no big deal. Yeah, yeah, no, we weren't doing full meth. Uh, no, I was, but yeah. But, <laughs> well, you were, uh, <laughs> you're so good about your meth uh, habit. That, I know. Yeah, I keep my, you, my, these are my, I still have my original teeth. It's, it's amazing. how good I am. Well, you do wear a mouth guard all the time. Yes, that's why I wear a mouth guard. <laughs> Hey, I'm thinking ahead of time. That's smart. So, yeah, we so Griff, sweets and scale. What do you give this, this scene? Um, you know, I feel like Child Griff would probably rate this a little bit higher because, you know, it was a little It was more too, a little too short for me. It was a very quick scene. Music was right. It was fuckable music, definitely. Fuckable music. Oh. Movements, pretty good. S- sexual movements? Again, yeah, sexual movements. Again. Sexual choreography, was that good? Van Damme. Ballet man, uh, Mia clearly into this. Like we get a shot where you see her face and her tits. So, so you, we know it's her. Yeah. So we know it's her. Yeah. And so I gotta say, I not over the top. You don't see a fireplace. The lighting's mid. That's, that's true. Uh, so I give it a six and a half. Wow. Okay. It's above average. Yeah, it's above average, but barely. Yeah, it didn't blow me away. Yeah, like you said, there's no fireplace. Right. No stockings. Right. I'll give it a seven. You give it a seven. Yeah. Well, wow. because I've never seen uh, uh, Mia Sarah's tits. So. Oh, okay. So you've you've been harboring that feeling for a while, and that's yeah, where that yeah. comes from. Okay. Yeah, it's a generation. Because what I always thought was like, the only way I could see it is if you really wanted to see Van Damme thrust into a woman. We get to see Van Damme Well, you thrusting. do. Yeah, you get a zoom in on the butt. The glutes of steel. And you see the contraction of the thrust. So yeah. I thought that was what you were going to go for. But I forgot about the Mia connection. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Mm. So later that night, storms are brewing. Yeah. And uh, they just... I was waiting for the scene where he's pulling his underwear off. But no, this is a little more tasteful. Yeah. He's, he's got like, the, you're just getting the thrust. He's get, Yeah. He goes full cigar and he pulls the blanket up over his nipples. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I have to tell you something, Walker. <laughs> <laughs> she even calls her husband by his last name. That's weird. And a name she shares. Just as she's about to say it, the phone rings, and it's Matuzak. And he's like, "Oh shit, I have to go into work. You know that there is there's no better time than the present." Right. And so she's like, oh. and we're thinking, or like, what does she have to say? Because she looks really distraught. What, what's going on here? Right. She goes downstairs, waits for him by the fireplace. See, this is a John D. Hart love scene. Right. If they fucked in front there of was a bowl of ice, right? If they so. fucked in front of this fireplace with that bowl of ice, seven and a half easy. Well, it was, come on, it was Van Damme's first love scene, so cut some slack. So Walker's coming down the staircase. Look, you know the thing. Thin blue line. If it's not me out there, this world is gonna collapse into complete disarray. I gotta, I gotta go to work. So he goes outside, and he's immediately hit by the nasty boys with a chair shot. Nasty boys. While that's going on, some goons enter the room and grab Melissa, take her upstairs, enter the house. Right. They haul Walker out into the. It's a pouring rain now, yep. ruining those leather dusters that the Masty Boys are wearing. Pretty great sh- scene. We're seeing uh, John claude just get the shit beat out of him, and we yeah. see like a lit window on see, the second is floor. See, this is what Seagal doesn't get, and this is what Van Damme always got. 
You got to show you're vulnerable first. You can't be Superman yes. 100% of the movie or it's just boring. We talk about this all the time with these 90 stars and we always mention the fact that Van Damme was always willing to be vulnerable. Right. Whereas Seagal never. Van, uh, what would Rocky be like if he just beat Apollo Creed's exactly. ass? Exactly. Ro- Rocky would be, obviously would be got there. that too. Uh, yeah. Schwarzenegger, I don't I don't know. He, he some he was somewhere in the middle. Like, he would kick. I mean, but he's, when you see Schwarzenegger, he's giant. He's not a fat blob like Seagal is. Right. So it's at least believable right. that Schwarzenegger would kick ass. I feel like Schwarzenegger does a good job of playing into the mental aspect of it, though. Like, he's put in a situations where his bruteness can't allow him to win, and he has to think more. So yeah. I'll, I'll put that out there. But anyways, we see this nice shot, and we see that there's a man just kind of watching this from a lit window on the second floor, steepling his fingers like, yes, this is all going to plan. But who would plan to kill just a Washington police cop other than the January 6th riders? <laughs> there was murders on January 6th? It was just some people doing just their protesting. American rights. Just, right. just yeah. American rights. First Amendment, Citizens United. There's their First Amendment right to gather in a public place. That's right. And, yeah, so the Nasty Boys pull out. There's obviously futuristic guns. There's at least 12 fucking scopes on this gun. Giant barrels, <laughs> silence for some reason. Yeah, all that. And they just unload two shots right into the chest. He's Oh, my God, the movie's over. I, I How is he going to have a future self to come back to if he's already dead? He's not enough strong. Or wait. He is enough strong because we see him, Undertaker, hinge himself up, rip off his shirt because the audience would be too stupid to understand he's wearing a bulletproof vest. <laughs> right. And he walks, he runs to the house. As soon as he gets to the front door, boom, the whole house explodes. Oh, no. Cut to Wall Street, October 30th, 1921. 1929. 1929. Excuse me. Black Friday, the day that the the stock market crashed. Excuse me. I believe October uh, 30th would be Devil's Night. <laughs> this is where Devil's Night got its name. That's right. And we see, like, because I don't even know if this really happened, but we take it, we, we just believe it because it's kind of, it's like, it's not the Mandela effect. Whatever it is, where we 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 were told like something outrageous, and we start to believe it over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if many people were literally jumping out of like buildings when the stock market crashed, but we we I automatically know. assume that it ha- happened all the time. It might have happened, but we're <coughs> we're given the idea in our head like hundreds of people is jumping out. I of believe the it. I nah, believe it. It didn't happen. Okay. And so, but to, to let us know if. I don't know why, because if you, you don't know that, you don't know what the date is. You're too stupid to know about the stock market crash. But yes, well, there is a body. If I would have been separated from this movie and said October 30th, 18, 1929, I'd have been like, okay. I would Well, I would have put it together with 1929, because I know that's when the, oh, that, I didn't, that's I, when the uh, depression started. Nothing. The whole 30s with the depression. So when was FDR elected president? Sometime in the 30s, I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. I don't, I'm not, hey, I'm not a future cop. I know you're good at Jeopardy. We've watched it a few times. I so. got the fucking yesterday's, uh, or not yesterday. What was it? Who won? Uh, it's, you got to go on. The old guy won. The old guy won. So, so it's 2-2-2, two, 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 right? 2-2-1. Two, two, oh, that was his first win? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. But I got it, and the other guys didn't get it. No, I don't like TOC because the questions are too hard. Oh yeah, I would get my ass kicked on the tournament champion. Oh yeah, I would. I think I would do really good. I don't know because they always say it's the buzzers, the really hard part. That's... So if I couldn't master that, but I think I would do well on regular champion. I could. I couldn't hang with the fucking tournament champion guys. Yeah, That's the hard. TOC people are fucking nuts. Yeah. Anyway, so um, 
It's uh, we see a body that's like being covered up. They just jumped out of a building, and we see yeah. this guy very happy, Mister Atwood, just being dropped off by his limo driver, Mister Atwood, Mister Atwood, Mister Atwood. There's people fucking dancing on the street for him. Everything is doom and gloom, but everybody around Mister Atwood, well, the people he's paid for, are cheerous. And Mister Atwood's walking in. He's floating on a cloud. He's you can barely even see his feet moving because it looks like he's floating. He's making jokes about the guy who uh, tragically killed himself. Well, his wife was ugly, so hey, forget about it. Goes up to his office. Have you guys heard this Dane Cook joke about fucking a coconut? Oh, it's hilarious. They won't get that humor for another uh, 80 years. <laughs> Wait, 70 years. Yeah. little less than that. 65 years. Okay, all right. Is he got it? Do you got it now? That's accurate, actually. I, okay. 65 I years. I want it to be accurate. Yeah. I don't want you fucking with some dang dang. I don't want to be mucking yeah. a monkey fucking a coconut. Right. So he goes into his office, pulls on his fucking Beats by Dre headphones, and we're like, wow, those look very futuristic. Those look very 2004. Yeah, right. He's wearing it just like all of our favorite professional athletes wear it. the neck? Did you see the Mio Janopolis? Who's the Milwaukee Bucks guy? Uh, Gian- Giannis. Yeah, I don't know his, his last name. I can't. Remember. He wanted to practice his free throws, like we know all NBA players hate doing, because yeah. they just want to <laughs> shoot at about thirty percent clip at the free throw line. Right. And the guy was trying to work on the rim, and he went over and pushed the ladder down. The guy, thankfully, was not on it, but he pushed the ladder down. And was like, "Get the fuck out of here! I'm practicing." That's that's people get money. They change, man. Change. He was from the Greek freak to the Greek dick. At least it was not in Milwaukee. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. He was in... So you feel like he'd get away with it because it's not his hometown? Right. right. Exactly. That's what I think. I forget where he was. I want to say Brooklyn, but it might be wrong. So, yeah, he puts on the beat by Dre's. He's listening to the latest Dane Cook CD. Right, of course. Still 2004. We listened to CDs in 2004 right. still. I did, at least. Yeah. I still listen to him now. And he's he pulls out a USA Today from 2004. This isn't fake news, everybody. This is real news. And he's also got the 1929 newspaper, and he's looking at the stocks uh, pages. Of course, he's looking for the stuff that's crashing right now along right. with the big crash, the big right. dip, and he's going to be wagering his odds. Right, because then he's looking at 2004 – and what this, these companies that lasted are still worth. And, of course, you always invest in oil, people. It's never going away. Middle state oil. Not Middle East oil. Middle state oil. They were fracking, apparently, in 2004. And we well, just... they were prob- well, there was a lot of oil in Texas back then. I mean, I don't think we Is got... that a middle state, technically? Yeah, it's in the I... middle of the country. We don't consider it a middle state. Well, we don't say Midwest, yeah. but... It's, I mean, it, if, it you, is, if you technically look it's in the middle of the east country, to west, right? yeah, it's kind of in the middle there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, so yeah, so he is. Using, we're seeing he's seeing the time travel being abused right before our eyes. Yeah, so we're like, hmm, this guy's no good. He's got to call up his broker because back in those days, we didn't have e trade online. He couldn't jump on his cell phone. No. And you know, call I'm surprised they didn't have the the old Gomez Adam ticker tape machine. They did. Like, they did? Yeah, you, it was in the. It oh. was it was just in one of the shots. You missed okay. it. Uh, it was in there though, because it's the okay. big bulb and the ticker right, thing. Yeah. Fall- yeah, it was in there. Don't worry, I saw it. And then we get some awful CGI of like a warped ripple effect. Can we talk about the spats for a minute? <laughs> okay. Were those our spats? Spot spats? The spats for dogs? <laughs> was this man such a dog that he thought he could wear our spats? Wow, that's such a fucking 
That was first episode callback, Griff. That was first episode? (laughs) I don't want to go too hard. Millie will flip out. It's true. But, yeah, good, good one. That's for uh, that's for Joe Corey. I think he's the only one that went back that far. <laughs> I thought I thought Matt went back and listened to all. Yes, my Matt Sosie did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Those for you too. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, everybody, it'll, I'm sure it'll be on YouTube eventually. Unless take, we get thrown off. Take your time with this time riff while I go pee. <laughs> okay. Catheter emptied. All right, let's continue. <laughs> so we got a time rift. Yeah, time rift opens up. This is the first time we've seen a time rift, and it looks awful. I thought this looked perfect. Okay. Okay. And then we this is the first time we see Max. Max. Future 2004 vendor. I would like to I like it if you gave it a little more enthusiasm. Max. No. Come is, on. This Max is making me mad, but that not, not hair screams enthusiasm. It's it's straight up uh Crockett hair, dude. I don't know. I remember. I remember Crockett's first name, but I'm not talking Sonny Crockett. I'm talking Jimmy about Crockett. Jim Crockett. Yes, it's just this, this molesting the... the top of the ear, yeah. taunting me, if you will. Yeah, it is taunting. And he's yeah. like, "Time to go home, Lyle." And he's like, "We learned that Lyle used to be in the TEC. He was the partner of Max." Max yeah. And so, of course, Max is like, "You need to tell me who you are working with." Because you're too stupid to do this. I know you wouldn't do this on your own. You're a good man. I've seen your heart. And I he's see- like, man, I'm in too deep. I'm balls deep. These people, they'll, they'll not only kill me, they'll kill my family. They'll go back in time and make, take the, they'll make my fucking grandma swallow the jizz. You know, it's like, <laughs> his grandma never swallowed. Jesus Christ. First of all, easy on the starburst <laughs> while you're talking. And second of all, wow. He's also pressing the silent alarm while he's trying to plead his case here and get Ma- Max off his back. Because, of course, he knows Max is full fucking tilt. He's got cu- He's got to get him. He's got. He always gets his man. There's no quit in Max. So while he's signaling the alarm, we get, uh, you know, the guy, his two guys coming yeah. in. Old-timey boxer 19, guy. twenty goons. With a mustache curled up and everything. The handlebar mustache. Says, I went 12 rounds with John L. Sullivan. And he puts up, put your dukes. He puts up that like old school yeah, boxing the, stance. That and makes no sense. I don't know how they fought like this. Jean Claude is about as tall as his waistline. Yeah. Crouches down even lower, so he is at his kneecaps. And takes him out with one. Well, Jean Claude says he, his rejoinder to that is, "I saw Tyson and Spinks," which made no sense. Because first of all, that fight took place like five years earlier, and it was an awful fight. Tyson knocked him out in like a minute. Well, that was the point because he hit him. Knocked him out and with wasn't one good. blow, and then said, "I saw Tyson and Spinks. Spinks, Michael Spinks, not Leon." Oh, okay. And yeah, he takes that guy out, and then we get a very Seagal-ish esque scene. A guy grabs a lamp, yeah, like a, like a with that a long stand on it. Van Dam does he kick it to break it? He breaks the the lamp yeah. stand. My, uh, Van Dam does have to do one of his famous run up the wall backflips. Yeah. Uh, gets over the guy. Then there's the lamp brought out. The lamp gets broken into two. So there's like two wooden uh, little nunchucks, but unchained. I forget what that weapon was called. I'm sorry, Sonny Chiba. You try to <laughs> yeah. teach us, and nobody, we just don't Nobody learn. listened, so don't worry about it. Yeah, come on. What is going on? I get it's a holiday season, everybody. <laughs> it's Chiba. Chiba, Chiba. Everybody. Chiba, Chiba. And he starts doing a Seagal-esque move. I, I, it could have been a pool cue for all I knew. It should have been. And no. he starts... Tippy tapping that motherfucker. He does a few, few tippy tap kicks, I think. 
There was some tippy tests, there were some slippy slaps, there was all kinds of ticky-tack moves. And then Lyle, he pulls out his shotgun onto the table, and we get this. Well, he ends it with a nut shot. you got to point that out. He oh, we get him with the nut shot? He finishes the guy off with a nut shot with well, a stick. Thank you, Murray. Finish him off. Van Dam is not afraid to van... Damage? Cheat. Damage. Sure. Uh, <laughs> he didn't rip the dick off. He didn't cheat on it. That's true. He didn't no. cheat on it. But this is the first. That, l- that's called a cheap shot. <laughs> oh, that's you, a you cheap can, shot. You can put some Velcro in for that one because that was a dad joke. <laughs> I love it but. when you tell me when to put the Velcro. <laughs> it's a dad joke, to. but you're like, hey, guys, by the way, that was a dad joke. Go ahead and put Velcro under it. I'm just letting you know I approve. <laughs> Sometimes you're full of shit, and it's a great joke. My favorite is when you don't realize it, and then I put the Velcro in, and you're none the wiser. But okay. I love when you tell me, hey, Griff, that was a dad joke, because you're so proud of it, like a real dad. You probably do have some kids out there somewhere. Yeah. That's why your yeah. dad jokes uh, are so keen. Them. Anyways, Lyle pulls out a futuristic shotgun, and this is the first time we get to see one of the futuristic guns in full light. It is not good. Yeah, you don't need to put a scope on a shotgun, people. That's right. why it's a shotgun. The uh, opening for the bullets or BBs or what, shells, whatever you yeah. want to call it, to come out, instead of being just like a normal circle, it's like a vertical slit. So it's a vagina. <laughs> so it makes it more powerful. I don't know. I have no fucking clue, but it looks awful. But they have to futuristic <laughs> it up, you know. Yeah. Looper. Looper. Looper? That's what the gun looked like in Looper. I don't remember. Looper stole this movie's idea for guns. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Anyway, he's just like he pleads. Uh, he he can't hit the target, obviously, because like you can't hit Van Dam. It's too fast. So Van so Van Dam gets a hold of him, and he's like, "Please don't take me home. I just want the name." Have you ever heard of Senator Aaron McComb? You know the guy running for president right now. You can't touch this guy. He's too powerful. He will kill my family. Please, just let me die in the past so my family can survive. No, I'm sorry. You cannot do that. And does Lyle throw himself out of the window? Lyle goes running, but of course, uh, Max is right on his ass because he knows that Lyle's up for suicide. He's been talking crazy here. So he's like, this guy is clearly suicidal. And it would totally fit with the milieu that we're in with the Black uh, Black Friday because people are, it would make perfect sense for someone to jump out a window. We established that in right. the beginning of this scene. Exactly. So he leaps out, Max grabs him, and then he activates his tracking uh, modulator. modulator. Yeah. And then 2004, Tech HQ. <laughs> 2004. Yep. Max, Max is hauling in. We don't even know what we, we don't. We have yet to see how awful the whole time travel process is. Right. That's why probably, they only did it for one scene because it's so awful. Right. So we just see him hauling him in. Of course, we, we're because we're in a secret ops thing, so everything's got to be darkly lit. Darkly lit. Uh, we can't forget that when they were falling, they almost crashed in the ground, and the door hop bellhop guy sees Doorman, them, yeah. and he goes, "Oh, faith the boy." Because people just disappeared in front of what him. What did he say again? Faith and be glory. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's and a, our one Irish listener is just cringing right yeah, now. Yeah, that's what Catholic said. people say, I think. No, that's what Irish people say. Irish Faith and Bagora. Faith and Bagori. Uh So, of course, he's freaked out and all that. Uh, they go back in the future, and this is – I can't wait. I for thought this was t- 2099 because it's straight-up Judge Dredd fucking justice going on This here. is Judge Dredd justice, but it's also – I can't think about – think about this show, 
Murray, blast from the past, JAG, TEC theme JAG television. That's what we're about to see here. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I've never seen JAG. Neither have I. I'm no, I don't plan on seeing JAG. But it's military. Let me point out that this show, I mean, this movie spawned a TV series that lasted one season, which I've never seen and never One whole seen. season? We, might, we, we should probably do a tippy tip. We need episode. to look it up. we got to find out if we can find an episode. I'm, I'm sure it's on YouTube or something. Oh, it probably yeah. is. If it only went one season, 45 uh, yeah. episodes probably. <laughs> no, probably. No, it was a network show, so it probably only went 20. 20. <laughs> it yeah. only went 20. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I forgot you're so used to the nine episode seasons we have now. I, I mean, I'm not. Never mind. So, yeah, she's brought in for the judge. This is how futuristic it is. It's a female judge. I was like, what's going on? What are you doing? I didn't even think about that. It just yeah. didn't even dawn on me. Well, how, how, how uh, evolved you are. I did say this bitch is probably on the rag. <laughs> right. She was, because she sentences him to death. Yeah, death. And he's like, why didn't you just let him die? Fucking. And he's like, well, we are going to let him just die in the past, because that's what they do. They send him back to where, where, where Jean-Claude just left him when they came back to the front, the future. How the fuck did this work? They put <laughs> him in the you? car, threw it into <laughs> well, the... Well, we don't want to blow this. We don't want to let everyone know, because... We can't talk about that yet? You don't no. want to talk about that yet? No, because they got a whole monologue about that. It's oh. always awful. The whole time travel... Time travel this movie is fucking stupid. It's very stupid. Okay. Okay. I'll wait on it. I'll and I got to believe it must be based on the comic book. It's very comic book logic. It is very stupid. Anyways, very 90s comic book we're logic. going over to Senator McComb, and he's arriving at... TEC headquarters. He's he's running that. It's been ten years, so he's running the committee that oversees and funds TEC. Oh, he's taking over George's position. I assuming George was somehow involved. No, with he that? wasn't. No, George. I, I. What happened to George? I would assume George would have been Matuzak's like job. Yeah, I, I guess thought, he moved himself up. No, I thought he was still on the committee. George comes it. up at some point, but I don't remember. George is in the scene. George, that's the last this... time you see him. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So George is here with yeah. Macomb showing up at TEC headquarters, and of course they just want to see how everything's being run. Right. Because he's because Macomb is funding the project. Macomb. He's in, not, he's in not charge funding of it. it. He's in charge of like. Letting the money out. He's definitely speaking on behalf of them. For the longest time, for 10 years, he's right. been behind the TEC. Yeah. And now he's showing up, and we're about to learn that he's. Well, they're showing the up to justify why they're giving money to the TEC. It's like, I'm sure they have these with everything. You right. Know? The committee shows up. Right. This makes this makes sense. He wants to make sure they're running a clean ship, that they're doing good work and everything. That because they're not, like, like skimming money. As know, we like, know, yeah. the Republicans are just making sure that we're trimming fat. We're not cutting good things that regulate things that need to be regulated. And so McCombs. There's walking. a lot going on in this scene that yeah. we need to know, which we don't. When we're watching it, we don't think we need to know because they're throwaway lines, but we do need to know them. Right. They don't use mouse pads in 2004. That's what you're getting at, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do have. They have the. It's an anime girl with a big tit, so you can rest your wrist on it. That's they have right. those. Ten years before they came That's out right. here, yeah. Thanks to Ricky, the perv that works. I'm glad you know in that. TC. I've seen him. I saw the Elvira one. Just to peel everybody behind the curtain here, Murray's got all those everywhere in his house. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. We might like my. I don't even. I don't have them from my computer though. I just have yeah. them everywhere in my house. Just everywhere. I just like in his to have house. a wrist rest. <laughs> just when you're drinking out of a, a Coke can, you I know, got you one gotta, right now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's. Uh, I don't name an anime. It's that character. I don't know any anime characters. I, don't, I can't think of an anime character to give you. Faye. There you go. There you go. 
Okay, so we see uh, he notices Walker. Excuse me, Max. <laughs> and there, there's like he's like feeling a little tense around Max. And then we they throw away a line. We learn that Macomb actually had an opportunity to invest in the super chip that that powers all of time travel back in 1994. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yes. Good touch, yeah. Because it now it's now it's Parker Data Link which supplied it, and that guy's like a billionaire now. Right, Jack Parker. Right. Just to put a first name on it because I remembered it. Right. And so McCombs, he gets a little stung by that. He's like, yeah, I could because he's he's needing money for his campaign. So Right. We're going to learn that in a minute here. Yeah. We also learned that the storyline that you cannot have, which we actually explained earlier, you cannot have two people in the same place from the past. The uh, Your future and past self cannot be together in the same place. The matter cannot, or they'll be... Right. Bad CGI will, will ensue. And John Matuzak writes this off. Everybody knows this is in every one of our fucking uh, whitelisted uh, guides and everything, white papers, all that shit. Uh, there's a nice meeting here because, of course, McCombs here to meet the whole fucking staff because right. he's doing the, you know, I'm a politician. I'm going to shake everybody's hand, yeah. kiss everybody's baby, uh, fuck, fuck everybody's wife. And he's going through Walker. I've heard about you. He uses, you mean Max? He uses the wrong name, oh. and that's how you know. That's how I knew. This guy's not to be trusted. <laughs> yes. Also, it's pretty obvious he's a Ted Cruz wannabe. Totally. Got the shitty beard and everything. Shitty beard and everything. And the way he munches on ca- uh, candy bars and flees to Cancun when everything gets serious, yeah. it's obvious. And everybody's throwing beer cans at him when he leaves and goes outside. That was good. I like that. And I, yeah. so he wants to keep an eye on Max because you know Max is on to him. Well, yeah, because he says, Walker, Max, I've heard a lot about you. Yeah, I've heard a lot about you. And none of it is good. Yeah. And he's like, why don't you come along with us? And, of course, Max is like, I got a lot of business to do over here on the computer. And you can see he's looking up Ash Jeeves. Where's the local daddies? <laughs> with his fucking Faye. Uh, Faye, was that it? Yeah, Faye. Faye. Uh, big titty, titty mouse. Anime. He's got his big titty <laughs> anime, bitch. Of course, we will learn that he's best friends with the main, the lead technician that That's, Elon Musk tried to come in and fire. That scene, Ricky. Where, he, that scene where he's like in bed with the body pillow, it was it's crazy. Yeah, man. Kamiko. Kamiko, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't Faye. That was Kamiko. <laughs> okay. uh, Faye is his lady. Where's Kamiko from? Kamiko. Kamiko? Okay, everybody. I'm pulling Cowboy the Bebop. I'm pulling the, this is really funny that you said that. I'm pulling the curtain back here. Kamiko is actually from 30 Rock. That was who uh, uh, James Franco. Yeah. That was his girlfriend in that in his character. Uh, Faye is actually from Cowboy Bebop <laughs> because that is my favorite anime. Did you watch the Netflix show? No. God, okay. no. Why would I do that? I don't know. So, all right. So they're walking through the halls. George Matu- Yeah, George Matuzak, <laughs> Macomb, and Max. Max. And Macomb's a slide. He's feeling out Max as he wants to know what's going on. Well, they both. No, okay. Murray, they both know what's happening here. Yeah, but he's, he doesn't know what happened. He doesn't know what Lyle gave up. Right, exactly. So he's feeling them out. There, there's details that uh, Max is in the dark on, but he knows not to trust them because of Lyle. Well, and because he's a politician, you can't trust him. And also that, and the beard. And the beard. But I'm saying, I'm talking McCombs feeling Max out. He wants to know what Lyle said. So he's like, hmm, that last mission you had, what what happened? What went right, on? Right. And he's like, I don't know. My ex-partner, he just went crazy and... 
He's like, he didn't mention any names, did he? Oh, he did. Oh, he did. Why don't you arrest him? Because my witness died. And then Macomb, he's like, look, you know what? This this fucking TEC, it's too big to fail. I don't want to put any more money in it. I think we should just shut it down. The best way to stop time crime is not to have time travel. Guys, look here. It's time to defund the TEC. We've got a deficit. Elon Musk is looking to buy it. I think a private investor would do a much better job policing time than we can do. I see this ship is running terribly. I put a microwave burrito in and it exploded on me. You, guys- you know why? Because they had the future and past burrito together in there. It had to be that. It had to be that. I love the future burrito because you know what the future burrito is? It's a vinerito. And you know what's in a vinerito? Nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. <laughs> Fava beans. <laughs> a little Chianti. A little Chianti. And some vermicelli. We all know that. And That's a vermicelli. classic <laughs> Vinrito. Vinarito. Vinirito. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, all right, so we know that both guys. Is a burrito a sandwich? No. It's wrapped no. in one bread. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's got to be two. Yeah, you know what? I don't like open-faced sandwiches. I'll say that much. It defeats the purpose of a sandwich. Right, right, right. You want to hands it. Yes. You you are big on your cl- your cramps, your hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm a feely guy. You're a feely guy. <laughs> Mr. McFeely is what they call me. So uh, so we, now we know like they're both on to each They're both suspicious of each other. Oh, yeah. And, of course, he wants to defund it because, like we said, yeah. politicians love deregulation. Especially uh, well, private the private side. industry does such a better job than yeah, the government. Yeah, that's why Twitter though. is thriving after only two weeks. I've I honestly haven't noticed any difference. Comedy's back. The bots are gone. Where you know the- what? I gotta say, bots are gone. Well, <laughs> I went through and deleted all the bots we picked up, and None. I haven't got any since. Excellent. I hear everybody is getting removed from Twitter. <laughs> I could be shadow banned for all I know. I have no idea, but I'm just saying maybe that's why fucking Sonny Cheap is doing so badly because I got shadow banned. I don't know. Right. So after he's done telling them, yeah, this place, budget cut, deficit. We got to cut this. We're cutting libraries. We're cutting education. We're cutting, uh, you know, the CIA, the IRS. We're cutting all that. And uh, wow, that. You know, that's going to make this country a better place. And Max, Max, I wish you luck in catching your man. Don't worry, because I never quit. I never quit. So McCombs so going. He jumps in his awful Tesla's 2004 Tesla. God. They was, even get the Tesla right. I know. It was awful. It was clunky looking. It was the There's, worst designed cars I've ever seen. Like the exterior is full of like uh, dryer vents and shit. <laughs> just like that graded, you know, or attic vents, I should say, because it's that yeah. great. It's just a bunch of those. The fucking Death Race 2000 cars look cooler yeah, than they these did. shitty fucking cars. Uh, the one thing I think they got right was the interior with TVs everywhere. Because that's the, <laughs> that's the time we live in now. Yeah. TVs and everything. Yeah. So I think they got that right. And also, clearly the show, uh, what was that called? Pit My Ride. Yes. Stole from this, yeah. clearly. Uh, but he gets back. Lyle's getting back. Not Lyle. 
Uh, Macomb is getting back in his car, and because he's a politician, he's got all kinds of stooges. Right. And so he has a uh, who's that? Was he doing? Uh, was he doing a uh, detective gorgeous move? Was he eating pistachios? Because he had this he fucking was. okay. Yeah, you noticed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was incredible. He's got strong little fingers there because he was crunching them and eating them. Well, yeah, was, he he puts them to use when he bitch slaps a guy. It was incredible. Breaks his nose. But we're about to learn a little bit about McCone's politics, and I would like to go ahead because this is incredible for 1994. Suburb numbers are encouraging. White people. White people. <laughs> Urban centers are killing you. Brown people. High crime. High violence. Remember, stick it to him on that one. Gaining with the pro-life and pro-death Penalty Coalition. Evangelicals. Is there any contradiction there? Well, this was even going on back then. I it's mean, incredible yeah. that they call it out, and it's still a thing we have today yeah. where no more one's changed. The more they say, because people don't study history, so you're doomed to re- repeat it. That's and it. it's very obvious, yeah. and Time Cop even gets it right. Uh, what else we got here? You're gaining with the Close Our Border in Anti Immigration Faction. 1994, everybody. Yeah. More things change the more they stay the same. Well, that's like if you listen to fucking 80s punk, they're saying the same shit that's going yeah. on now. It's just because nothing changes. Nothing though. changes. Uh, it's very disappointing. It makes you feel very feeble. But I'm glad well, the, that more young people went out and voted. Yes. Because guess what? They actually got something. They got student debt relief. Well, so you usually throw, they're well, not going to get it, but... Hopefully they'll get it, but yeah. They get, but if you actually do stuff for people, they'll vote for you. It's the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah. A lot of people need stuff to happen for them, but we're going to see that Macomb also doesn't believe in the type of things that would help people. Uh, Here's a bright spot in the campaign group. He's losing money. He needs money to fund this campaign. He's still trailing the incumbent. And his lackey tells him... I don't even know if you go back in time, if you're going to be able to get enough money to win this thing, because we're looking at like $50 million for your TV ads. And as you mentioned, he goes full gorgeous on him. <laughs> Just like Gorgeous did with that teen boy. He fucking grabs him by the fucking back of his neck, slams him down, slams his face into one of those TV screens, slaps him a few times, spits pistachio shells all over him. <laughs> Just embarrasses the fuck and he out just, of him. He just goes, elections are won on TV. You don't need the press. No one reads endorsements or the truth. Just moolah. I, that sounds so ridiculous. I mean, that didn't happen. That didn't, that's not how Trump won. No, that's not. Uh, not that every fucking you know, news media outlet fucking showed every one of his fucking bullshit uh, campaign rallies no John Claude Van Damme future would ever have a point that ended up being way too relevant. 30 years later. Nothing. Nothing like that could ever happen. Uh, so Macomb is going on about how he's going to have a very, very, very meaningful chat with Max. All right. We cut back to the TEC. Matuzak is talking with with, uh, with, Captain. Ma- with Max. And he's like, I tell you, Lyle, he finger Macomb. He's dirty. He's like, I don't know. This guy seems on the up and up. He's like he owns half of the fucking TEC. I don't know if I can trust you. You can trust me, Max. Of course, Max continues about his point and everything. He's going on, and he's like, like I, I think Max or I think Lyle was in uh, Matusak's pocket. Oh, I'm certainly not in his pocket. 
I don't like that guy. You know how I feel about guys with beards. Right. And he's like, hmm, he's like a little distrustful. I was actually waiting. They did put a swerve on him. I thought Matuzak was going to be dirty, but he turns out. Yeah, he's spoiler alert. As he Mat- says. Matuzak's as straight as an arrow. So he's like, Max, come on. Just have dinner with me and the wife. They haven't seen you in forever. Right. Like, no, I have to go home. I have to go home. And pout. Ma- Max does point out, like, Macomb. I mean, we already heard the point, but he's like, Macomb wants to shut down the TEC. And Matuzak goes, no, he doesn't. McComb was just in the office and said, "I'm gonna shut this fucking place He's down." He's gonna defund it. We'll be, we'll just tighten our belts. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll figure this out. <gasps> so Max goes home to his rundown apartment because that's where a, you know a guy who lost his wife would live. I don't know if I put this note in here or if you did, but he goes home and he pulls on that rollerball video. Right, and I put that in. Yeah, but yeah, it is. It's straight out of rollerball. He's got the TV. I they. It, this see this is how ripple effects work. I don't think there's any flat screen TVs in this. This is an old like two. Yeah, TVs. they're all two TVs embedded in. So shit. they're all 500 pounds, just like Rollerball. You know? uh, did he did you... not have four screens like Rollerball in every That's room. True. That's like, true. But you know he's did, on a budget. Did you notice the one uh, continuity error I noticed in and, the TV? I did not. So he's playing that video. We watch a home video for like four or five minutes, and the whole time during that video, it's 6:20 p.m. But it is also 1994. Yeah, that's, that's all we needed to read. You, you read between the lines. I read between the lines, and we see a cute little scene where she's getting ready to build the most complicated birdhouse that's ever been built, and she's like, "I'm a girl. I don't know if I can do this." 94 people. 2004, of course, a woman could build a birdhouse. 94, not so, not so much. You know what's also kind of impressive? I don't know if we've really ever seen Van Dam go to the bottle, and he's hitting the bottle on this. <sighs> He might have. I, I, I really know. can't think of ones because usually he's very clean cut, doesn't swear, shows off his butt. I'm but sure in his twin movie, the evil twin, the probably drank. Probably, yeah. yeah There's right. possibility there, but I, I can't think of many uh, examples. I don't of know. We drinking. would. We we could have done it, but you guys wanted Time Cop. That's right. So yeah, he's and he's like mouthing his lines as he's watching it. He's watched this tape a million times. Is what we're trying yeah. to tell you. He's rollerballing it. And then next morning rolls around. News is running a story. Uh, just it, the tape ended, and apparently it just rolled over to the news, the live news, <laughs> or its own news. But anyways, the news is running a story about government government provided campaign funds. So apparently, in this two thousand and four. Uh, before Citizens United case was settled, there was government-backed campaign funds instead of what we have now. Yeah. So we're learning that there's an independent candidate who's only six points off the incumbent president. Is that supposed to be McComb? Is that another uh, one? I, I don't know which one that was supposed to be. No, uh, yeah, because what we learn is we learn the white supremacy party gets there yeah, yeah, cut, yeah. but McComb has been cut out. Exactly. He's denied. The fact that you just rolled right over that fact, because <laughs> there was controversy, because the white supremacist party got government backing, and then uh, McCombs, well, that's probably is uh, the reason why we don't have it. We don't have you know we have the citizens backing. united, yeah, but yeah. just like well, any party could. I guess technically they could. I mean, some would argue because yeah. you know I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm against it now. I'm against it. Okay. Bring in that have have corporations be individuals, be treated as individuals. Uh, they already are. Um, so that's what we're learning is that the white supremacist party was able to give government backed campaign funds, but 
Senator Macomb was not. That's just showing how evil this character is. That yes. He, that white supremacists can get the money. He can't. Right. What has he got planned? Oh, my God. And so that was the addition they threw on there was that the independent, because even in 94 they figured that out, or is that just really back 94, from Ross Perot? Yeah, it's Ross Perot. Yeah, so yeah. they're really back from that. And they're, the Reform yeah. Party. Yeah. So the independent uh, candidate. Which got invaded by the Republicans and destroyed. Yes, of yeah. course. It Pat did. Buchanan. Fucking Christ. Uh, the independent candidate uh, at that time was only six points off the incumbent president, which is incredible. Yeah. Like the fact that an independent went that high in uh, U.S. politics, of course. What's even more incredible? A taser with a laser scope. Everything what? has everyone. You get a labor scope and she gets a labor scope. Well, in a minute scope. here, when Van Dam goes to make coffee, the laser scope hits him in the face, too. And it's just, he's just trying to get the coffee machine to work. <laughs> Everything is laser scoped in the future. Yeah, it's weird. And it fires at him. Of course, he just, like a cat, he just leaps out of the way. Yep. So now we got a big fight breaking out. Uh, the, we got. We, the worst knife fight I have ever seen. Ever. It was it was like like I always say, little kids playing sword fighting with sticks. It was literally not only was it that bad, and that was Van Damme's side. The sound, how they amped up the sound of the knives meeting. You mean future knife because he had two blades on him? Yeah, instead of being one solid blade, the blade was split in the middle. So it was future so, blade, yeah. It was, and why so, did it have a laser scope? It's for stabbing. I have fuck? no fucking clue. Even Van Dam, because by the way, Van Dam is not wearing something tight. He's wearing boxers because yeah. he doesn't want to show off his ass in this scene. Apparently, he only shows it off once a movie. We know that, and we got bare ass. So he's yeah. like, we can't, we can't go too far because the FEC will take it down. Right. Uh, so yeah, laser scope knives. His boxers are also laser sighted for some reason. <laughs> Uh, this whole apartment is just laser shooting everywhere. I know. It looks like one of those cat burglar scenes where someone's trying to go through all the lasers. No, it's a scope. So just to make things very clear, there's one taser guy. He kicked him in the face. He's knocked out for the next few seconds. He's waiting, peeking over the apron for his next spot. He's just going to wait in the fight here. But he knocks over the water cooler. But you had scopes on it, too. Why did the water cooler have scopes? <laughs> I don't know. Everything about the future is stupid. I guess it's just because now you know where the water goes, where the scope oh, is. Oh, that's yeah. right. Because you know people, you, you had a water cooler for a You were always spilling it because you didn't have the scope. I was it all the time because yeah. I would try to fill up my cup at night and I would miss. <laughs> yeah. This actually makes sense. I yeah. get it now. No Elon, more. <laughs> thank you. Because we know this house was uh, housed, or furnished by Elon Musk. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so taser guy and then there's knife guy. He's going to be going on this long fight with knife guy. It is swashbuckling, pirate style, on a fucking uh, ship mast. It makes no sense. The, the the sound of the knives clashing is so fucking beefed up. It's ridiculous. They're going back and forth. There's a moment where finally Van Damme gets the edge, gets the guy like in an arm bar, gets him from behind, turns him toward Taser Guy who's arming another pair of barbs that shoot right into... Well, he was lining up the lasers. That's why it was taking so long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Swashbuckler. Uh, you know, yeah. That was the one of the bad guys from the Three Ninjas. Just so you know. Okay. I didn't care, but thank I know. you. I don't care. So the guy, Taser Guy's ready to go. He's got all his... his for guys that have so many scopes, they can never hit anything. Nothing. That's the weird thing. Nothing. Nothing. Shoots at Van Damme. He's like, 50,000 volt, motherfucker. Have a nice day. 
And this is where we get another classic Van Damme move. He shoots at the fucking... He hits the floor, which yeah. is where the water is. So Van Damme, of course, like a cat, leaps up, does the splits right on the counter, bangs his balls on one of the fucking drawers, but yeah. he's still okay. He's not getting shocked. He's not getting shocked, but his uh, his assailant is getting shocked. Yeah, because he's while he's laughing at Van Damme, the water is slowly drifting towards him. That's right. So... After a minute when the electricity has dissipated and everything, he hops down, grabs the goon, throws him out the door. Big rockets, goes right through the full wood door. Crashing over the banister down the staircase, we see a nice little sci-fi touch where he's in Zone 5, Apartments (laughs) 1 through 10 or whatever. Everything's digital. Right. Uh, And then that's where we meet Fielding. Right. Sarah Fielding, who's from Internal Affairs. IA. To look after him, but she's also his partner. It's, It's weird. And he tells her, you can kill him. He messed up my apartment. So there's a little tension. There always is. Because when you ever, whenever you got a lone wolf cop, he always works alone. Right. So they're going to head straight back to TEC headquarters. He's got to have a strong word with uh, Matuzak. You know I work alone. Especially not someone from internal affairs. Hey, McComb said, you know, you need to be watched. So we put internal affairs on you. Right. Just as he's about to... Van Damme's about to go into, excuse me, Max is about to go into some more. We get big fucking fucking air raid sirens. Oh, there's a new mission. There's a ripple. There's a ripple here in D.C. So we're going to have to check out that ripple. But then out of nowhere, we see a naked woman laying on a bed. Instead of walking over, no, we just have a weird cut (laughs) to a woman getting naked. It's like where, why, when? Because this is a when movie. We are time traveling. (laughs) When are we right now? And I thought the 70s was a very 70s porn kind of vibe going on there. It's a woman, naked woman on a bed, and there's some fucking porno music playing. Her tits creeped me out. Yeah, they were bad fake tits. Very bad fake tits. And she's like about to go down on us POV style. Right. And then we see, oh, it's just, because we know every computer expert is a fucking perv. Right. It's Ricky. Ricky the perv, who he, runs the whole fucking he was, time travel He thing. was jacked into the metaverse of course has his dick out and he's just going to town and of course they're just like ricky because back then it was not mm. a problem before the me too movement exactly so you could so you, do that you, you get your dick out of work you could go full uh uh what's that comedian's name louis ck and that's what oh. he was doing here he did ask max if he could masturbate in front of him and max said hey when in rome <laughs> or when in tec <laughs> Not on the equipment. I'm going through time. Right. Come on. Remember that these are very expensive computers. Right. So just and you like, can't control. It can spray everywhere. So there yeah. was a towel laid out across this console. <laughs> yes. So it, and it had an anime character on it. We, of course it did. Uh, uh, what's a, What's fascinating <laughs> is that he apparently always hits the towel even though he has the metaverse mask on. So he's got like Jedi level dick control. Yes. Cum control. Yes. Anyways. So it's like. Get this, 1994. Hmm, that's a, I remember that year. Why do I remember that year? In D.C., so we got to go back and check it out. So then we get the scene because Fielding's like, I don't think you're respecting me. I can speak three languages, Klingon, Elvish, and kind of some of English. Yeah, a little bit of English. And I, I graduated middle of my class at Stanford. That's right. You need to respect me. Right. And I was on the Quidditch team. And I read that report about Atwood, and I believe you're onto something. Yeah. I think that you think Max Cross, or 
at what mile <laughs> crossed you. Okay, now we're going to get into how they do time travel. Oh, somewhere. my God. Okay. They, I swear, I don't know, maybe this was in the comic book, maybe this is true to the source material, but they just bought the spaceship from the Buck Rogers TV show. Because it was straight out of that. Because in the Buck Rogers TV show, there is like a track where they slingshot fighter pilots out of like the big ships. Okay. And that's the same thing. I don't know why there's a concrete slab, but then they want to ensure that if you fuck up, everybody dies. Right. I didn't get that. So, the, so okay. We established when the rift opens, they're not in a ship. They're just, they just walk out. Why do we need this fucking ship? It's never seen. Right. Is it supposed to be that somehow the ship needs to get them so fast, like, t- uh, like back to the 88, future? Yeah, 88 miles, miles an hour. hour. Yeah. Is it something like that? Like, they don't get into too many of those details. They just explain vaguely how dangerous it is. And, of course, Van Damme is... They, mo- they point out the two spots on the concrete. Yeah, that was the last people that went through. Because apparently they crashed into it and died. Yeah, because Ricky's jerking to fucking metaporn when he should be, like, checking the gauges and shit. Right. Think about Star Trek, how they have to, like, hone in on the bodies to in order yeah, to Yeah, can you imagine if Scotty was jerking it while he's fucking trying to send people, energize people? That would have been a great episode of Star Trek. It would have. Like, his jizz, he gets lost his at- jizz hits someone's matter and they become half him. Oh, that would be interesting, too. There's so <laughs> many... Pre- you could have done nine episodes on that. Because yeah. there could be the one where his jizz There's fucks so up the console. There's so many jizz-oriented Star Trek episodes. They didn't even think about that. Yeah. We're so f- worried about political-type <laughs> episodes yeah. instead of just dick-based. <laughs> dick-basting, yeah. Dick-based. So, of course, so she's, like, freaking out. He's so chill. He gets the nastiest gum. You can get Juicy Fruit and just chews on it. You don't like Juicy Fruit? Juicy Fruit's the worst. Oh, okay. And then he puts it on the fucking machine. I don't know why. Just to show what a badass he is. He doesn't care. Well, don't worry. If you thought that made him a badass, it's Max who gives it away. Or not Max, uh, but Matuzak who gives away (laughs) how badass he is. Because they point out Ricky and Matuzak are watching them on the screen. And they're saying, oh, the rookie, she's so fucking worried that if she farts, she's going to fly herself through the goddamn uh, uh, the, the windshield of the time travel machine and blow herself up or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, well, how's our boy Max doing? And they look over at him, and Van Damme has the shit idiot's gr- He's like, chewing went on his gum, <laughs> takes it out, puts it... We would have to shake him to know if he's alive right now. Right. That's how hard his he is. His bims are so low. His bims don't even register. Yeah. He's negative. All right. So here's the thing. So they go, they do the Buck Rogers thing where they're like, whoa, going See, right towards. I called it the space mutiny vehicle with a hood. My whole thing was, why not just have like a Stargate where you just walk through? It would be cheaper to do. It would make sense. Yeah, I didn't get this touch. I didn't get this touch. But again, maybe the comic book guy thought this was cool. He demanded if he's going to sell the rights. This has to be in it. You got to get the like. He probably saw Back to the Future three when they time traveled on the train tracks yeah. and said, "I need that." Or he's just a big Buck Rogers, and maybe Gil Gerard had something. To maybe do with he's this. both. Anyways, so okay, so. Here's another beef I have with it. Oh, no. Whenever they drop people off, it has to be the most dangerous fucking way you can, like, they don't just have a set place where they put you. It's like, he arri- they arrive 20 feet above the fucking, like, whatever, the pond at the Washington fucking memorial or some shit. Yeah. Like, and then he almost gets hit by a truck later on. I Well, that one made sense because it was done in distress. So I was like, okay, I guess that makes <laughs> some sense, maybe. 
But this one didn't make any sense because everything is in control and normal. It's So this didn't make First sense. First of all, on top of it, we didn't even explain. It's a time travel machine and also a teleportion, teleporting machine because it teleports you to the place you need to be, not only in the time you need to be, but the place you need to be. It's really technically not even a time machine. So what I, I see what you're saying here because they're not just going – like they could travel to Alaska I mean it's, it's possible if you're on the same latitude lines that you could go to the time where the earth moves so yes, you land go there. Yes, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You'd be dropped and then, yeah, you fall into yeah. that place. So maybe that's what's happening here. Maybe <laughs> no, that's why – they miscalculated the earth's rotation. <laughs> I don't know. But, yes, they arrive above some water and they splash down. We've already put more thought into this <laughs> than this movie yes. has. Yeah. It's, uh, it's true as always. So then we get a little thing where she's like – she now she finally – she's a, she was a time travel virgin. Now she's a, she's uh, an expert, a veteran. She's oh, yeah. like, man, I wish I had this when Bobby McGee fucking fingered me. And he's just like you – know, Maybe Bobby McGee deserves a second chance. <laughs> Maybe you could go back and teach him how to finger a girl. Yeah, that was interesting. Like, he's very pro incel team or something because he's just like, you need to give him a second chance. Well, she didn't. She didn't force her. So he just wasn't good at it. That was only Bobby McGee's problem. Did she didn't even? Did she have that resounding of like uh, compliments for Bobby McGee? Was no, she like she, she was, was a he, man of my life. She was just like I fucked this teen. Yeah, once. he was disappointing. That was yeah. all. And he was well. He says I was like maybe it was your problem. You know, maybe it is sometimes. Right. But it sounds like it was our first sexual encounter. Of course, it's going to be like, it's exciting and weird at the same time, but it's not going to be. Why you got to shit on Bobby McGee? Maybe it was his first time. I don't get it. I don't get why she shit on Bobby <laughs> McGee. So I kind of am with Van Damme in this scene. We're spending way too much time thinking of this scene. That was just a throwaway <laughs> shitty joke. Man. Think about how poorly we're passing the Look at this, people. You could be fucking spending time with your family right now, <laughs> but instead we're giving you an out. We are so far from the best Mel test right now because we are complaining about the one female character and how wrong well, she, she is. is. She's an awful character. She learn. is yeah. selling Bobby Michnell short or whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> McEnany short, because – it was his first sexual encounter. They were 16-year-olds. Because this was literally, it's October 9th, 1994. We already saw Van Damme a day later. She was 16. She points it out. So yep. She was even underage. So 16 years old. Well, we don't know how old Bobby was. Yeah. I don't so, think she did. So they end the chat like we should right now. Yes. And they stumble upon... Uh, uh, a factory. They had a laser guide to get them yes, there, of course. They did. And there's a there's a... Like a, a limo with a laser-guided vanity plate. <laughs> laser-guided vanity plate. <laughs> what did it say on it? Senator. Senator. And there's a factory sign. You didn't point. You didn't notice this. It says Parker Macomb Data Link. Oh, I did not. Yes. Thank you. Good call. So we're going to be going inside. Of course, they split up. Of course. Take the high ground. I take the low ground. Uh, i Scotland before you. And uh, uh, Max takes the high ground. And he the over. He's in a catwalk, and he sees Macomb arguing with Jack Parker. Right. And Jack is like, "Look, you're not committed to my vision. I'm going to give you a buyout." Why they're meeting in the middle of this occupied building and everything makes no sense. Yeah. No, there's no reason for this character to do this. So Jack hands Macomb a check. This is where we like that throw. We thought it was a throwaway line 15 minutes ago, two hours in our time. That. Uh, you know, he had a chance to invest in this company, and he didn't believe enough in it, or he didn't have enough money, and so now Jack wants a buyout. Right. And while just he's about to take that check, I don't think you should take that check. 
future Macomb and his goons walk into the room. What? And yes, that's exactly what uh, what past uh, Macomb says. I guess we'll call we'll call past Macomb Macomb Aaron, and yeah. then future Macomb is Macomb. Okay. So okay. Macomb, future Macomb, yeah. future Macomb, <laughs> not Aaron, future Macomb, <laughs> yeah. is walking around. He's commanding the room. He's going full Dennis Miller. Hey, there, babe, <laughs> I'm going to give you a little advice. Take it easy on the candy bars. And also, do not take this deal. Stick around with this company. And then Aaron is like, he's bum-fuzzled. He just saw it himself. Yeah, so he wants to touch his own face. Yeah, he wants to feel himself. He's like, did that penis fucking enhancement shit work? Yeah. And hey, babe. <laughs> It worked. Don't touch the merchandise. I'm hanging nine heavy right now. <laughs> Four inches from the ground. Because <laughs> they perfected penis enlargement surgery in 2000. Not hair uh, enhancement. Uh, no, no, no. Well, we learned in the 24th century with Picard, you yeah. know. Yeah, we still yeah. haven't figured out hair, but yeah. dick enhancement. <laughs> well, Woo! that's something men will put a lot of energy into. Oh, my God. So. so he's like, yeah, he's like, you're going to keep this fucking. Not only are you going to keep your share, you're going to take it all and just as he's about to do something nefarious max intervenes freeze ah babe how inappropriate do i look frozen to you who am i mr freeze from the batman show i don't understand freeze explain it to me and then uh uh, max demands his his tracking modulator yeah his return modulator yeah Futuristic. So he throws it up onto the catwalk. And then, of course, he's going to start telling them, Babe, how are you going to keep your gun drawn on all of us while you're on that catwalk to come uh, arrest me? And that's when we see Fielding come in. And she just... I, Puts she, a gun to... Yeah. To, 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 Macomb. to Macomb. Yeah. Future Macomb. And it's looking like everything's good. Some uh, Van Dam does a backflip off the balcony. Everybody catches him. Well, he did a, he did a cooler thing. Well, his body double did. He just slid down yeah, that ladder. Did. Yeah, he'd even do the rungs. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and then I guess we learn at this point that this is why he needs the money for his presidential run. Right. Because he's like, look, look, babe. If, uh, if a rich person runs, he's no longer. This is. I, I bet Trump ran on this. We just forgot I know, about this it. Is, no, this is him. Yeah. Trump was saying that I won't be involved in special interest because I'm a billionaire. I'm funding my own campaign. That was literally his thing. It'll be like the 80s again. The top 10%. Wow, he was really being generous. This is 10%. We'll get yeah. richer. The rest can get the fuck out to Mexico. Wow, I haven't heard that one before. And we're like, holy shit, Fielding, she's a woman of color. She's got to be totally against this. Wrong. Swerve! Tony Khan is booking this movie because a character we just met and they told us is a big deal has we believe, Yeah, we believe that they were bonded now because yeah. they traveled through time together and they bonded over Bobby McGee's sex story. Bobby McGee's sex story, yeah. Maybe I just need to give him some tips, some sex tips, and he'll be yeah. better for you next time. Why didn't right. you get Tell Bobby him where McGee? the clit is. He doesn't yeah. know he's a boy. Exactly. 60-year-old. Uh, Come on. So... Yeah, she's she's a fucking villain, man. She turns the gun on uh, 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 Max, and of course now Max is going to be grabbed by all the goons and everything. He's well, does, does she shoot Jack or does Macomb? I thought Macomb shot Jack. Who does? 
Uh, Macomb shoots Jack in a minute here. Okay, so now he owns all of. Now it's Macomb deadling. Exactly. Yeah. Macomb or Jack. Because there's murdered. nothing fishy about a guy being shot in the head. A guy like who owns a company being shot in the head. Nothing right. fishy about that. Oh yeah, Colombo's not really running at these times, so they'll never <laughs> right. solve this case. Right. Uh, so they they don't know what to do with it. And now, like I said, Max is being pushed against a wall and everything, and Macomb's going to come over and try to shoot him, and of. We all know what Van Damme's going to do. He's going to make his own getaway. He manages to ru- like escape out of the guy's uh, hole, you know, just shimmy enough where he avoids the bullet. The bullet ends up colliding into it. It's not a sparks factory. It's a cold factory. It's a liquid nitrogen factory. Literate, liquid yeah. nitrogen factory. So it shoots out everywhere. Yeah. Everybody's freaking out. Van Damme manages to get away. He has a fight with a guy who has like a fire axe. Yes. And that that just ends with him beating the guy, right? And then he gets a pipe wrench and fights another guy. Yeah. Uh, he does confront Macomb. At, uh, Here comes Aaron. Aaron. Aaron sees like a loose gun, goes for it. He kicks Aaron. He, I think he grabs the gun and then and pistol whips Aaron. Yes. So he gives a cut across his face, and then we go over to Macomb. future Macomb. 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 And he gets a scar. We watch it. Beautiful CGI. Beautiful <laughs> CGI, Murray. Don't even try to argue with that. I can't argue with uh, that. Go across his face. And then we go back to Van Damme fighting. So, yeah. And so Van Damme just goes off to fight some goons. So Macomb goes up to Aaron and he's like, look, babe, here's a note on how, how you're supposed to proceed for the next 10 years. Right. And... Pats him on the belly, lay off the fucking uh... candy. Doesn't pat him on the belly. Mimes points to his belly, or maybe he pats his own belly. Okay, he yeah. can't. He can't pat. Oh, uh, that's right. You're right. Murray. Sorry, I forgot Murray. the rules. The logic, the rules, the rules, the rules. <laughs> yes. My God. So now there's a guy up on a catwalk shooting down at Van Damme. Van Damme hides behind a forklift that's got some barrels of something explosive on it because everything's expl- it's a factory. Everything's explosive. This is a hard target move. We saw this fucking scene in Hard Target because they were in a abandoned Mardi Gras factory. <laughs> now they're in an abandoned nitrogen explosive. No, this is the functioning one. Oh, it's functioning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because this is where time travel is being born as we speak. Apparently, it's- apparently, to build a supercomputer chip, you need a shit ton of liquid nitrogen and explosive flammable materials. And 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 apparently, it's a Sunday, and the union's very strong, so nobody right. works on a Sunday. Well, yeah, nobody works on a Sunday. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's October 9th. That's Veterans Day. Isn't Veterans it? Day. I don't know. We were all honor our veterans. And so they're riding up the uh, the forklift and everything. The guy still keeps shooting. I only just wait. And him. he's hiding behind explosive barrels. <laughs> and they only explode after he's had a moment to get on top and jump off of them. Right. To get to that balcony where he easily takes over the guy. Or no, he ends up breaking one of the nitrogen barrels, yeah. freezing his assailant. Freezing half of him. And then he kicks... Kicks a guy in half. The guy's arm, arm yeah. just falls off. It's and it's m- crystallized and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's something. Anyways. So now Max confronts Macomb. And because Macomb needs his return modulator. And it's on the catwalk somehow. Right. Still on the catwalk. And just as you think he, uh, 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 Max is going to arrest Macomb, Fielding shows up again. Just drops down from the ceiling, does a sting. And then why does Macomb shoot feeling? Because she's, she's black? It could have been that. <laughs> it, well, he, felt, he, he did say I'm standing my ground. He went full. I feel nervous. 
I mean, he's got full-on Trump syndrome where he's total narcissist and it's me above everybody else, so he doesn't care. She was she she outlived her usefulness. She outlived her yeah. usefulness. She's another mouth that could rat on him. Okay. So it's easier to just kill these people. And mm-hmm. so he sees his moment. He it's gets easier his... to leave somebody from the future in the past. Yeah. Fielding gives him the opportunity to get the return modulator. He grabs it. He steps back. They tussle for a minute, being they being McComb, or not McComb, excuse me, Max and Fielding. So he gets the opportunity. He's able to return, and before he leaves, he shoots Fielding a couple times. And so he figures, all right, I've closed that chapter. Okay. So uh, he goes back to the future. He does tell Max, don't even bother, because if you come back to my future, you're going to be, like, you know, target number one. And here's the thing. It's, we've established it's October 9th, 1994. That's before his wife gets killed. One day. He could have just stayed another day because you can come back to any time you want in the future. Right. So why not save your wife? There was the throwaway line. There was a throwaway line where he's talking to Matuzak. You're going to allow this man to go back and make all kinds of money, but you won't allow me to go back and save my wife. But he doesn't need Matozak's permission to do this. I would just stay and save my wife. He could just do whatever he wants. Because as we're about to learn, the things that happened in the past... Hap- like, he doesn't know if he's ever going to have access to a, a time machine again. I right. would stay and save my wife. Right, exactly. None of this. <laughs> again, this doesn't make sense because... Well, we wouldn't have an end of the movie. We're but, about yeah. to have fun with time traveling here. Because now we're starting to get into the ripple effects... That completely changed everybody's character. Like having 100%. the adult version of somebody who's 16 left for dead. Like that kind of shit? Yeah. Yeah. So there's so many. Because I think we had DNA tests by the 90s, didn't we? Oh, uh, I don't know how. Yeah, we definitely did. So I don't could. know how easily it was used yeah. and how long it would take, but we yeah. definitely did. So we could find out that Fielding is, I guess they wouldn't care. But yeah. Yeah, I just like that she wouldn't give her name. Because she. Uh, we're about to learn that. Okay. Anyways. Um, so Max's threat told, don't come back. We're going to be looking for you. But, of course, Max is going to do whatever He's Max wants to do. So he arrives back at TEC, but now it's totally different. They're shutting it down. And we see in the background, this is Macomb data links. That's right. And- Military's in here, like you said, disabling everything. Matuzak's going all over the place, grading him. God damn, you're lucky you got back here. Because he arrives on the fucking train tracks again. Right. Return modulator <laughs> makes no fucking sense. No, no. It yeah. should be the Star Trek pod where you just phase in on a thing. It should thing. be, and it would be cheaper special effect, a fucking like Stargate thing, which they had. They had yeah. the end. It was like a he Stargate. Walk through in. it and walk out of it. Instead, it's a fucking train track, and he arrives in the car, <laughs> and the car like reverses back <laughs> into the station. It's like, what is this? Where in time do they get back in the car? Worst. Are they alive for that? Is it the trash lodge? <laughs> what is this? Worst time travel ever. That's right. That didn't even make it to my Amazon review because that's too much. No, it's too much. <laughs> so, of course, Matuzek's like, hey, I'm glad you made it back here. Who the fuck are you? Also, you know, the Senate committee's here, I mean, for Macomb, and they're taking over Macomb, the place. he's a pretty good guy because he doesn't know because – Ripple effect. So yeah. he thinks Macomb is on the up and up. Exactly. So we learned that if something does happen in the past, no one in the future gives a shit about it. Like, right. they just accept it. Much so, like in real life. So he could go resurrect his wife or save his wife. Yeah. And no one would know the better. So what would it matter? 
Ripple effect, dude. Who knows? We could have World War Three if Melissa's alive. That's true. Maybe know. they are trying to stop her. She could be the next Hitler. We she could know. be Hitler. She could be the next Marjorie Taylor Greene. Ooh, oh, that's a good one. That's relevant. So, <laughs> so Max tells him who he's next. I saw him kill Jack Parker and Fielding. I have shit on him. I can put him away. And he's and like, who the fuck is Fielding? She's one of our agents. What are you talking about? Mm. I, I could go pull up a file right now. Ricky! Stop fucking that fucking pillow. Come here. Oh, and we get the greatest fucking reveal. Cool Ricky. Cool Ricky wearing a full zoot suit. <laughs> He's wearing the fucking Sonny Crockett. Fucking. Little tiny glasses, <laughs> ponytail, balding, no longer in the metaverse. Yeah. He comes out. He's just like, hey, dads. He doesn't even say daddy-os. He says dads. Yeah, that's in the future, that's we shortened it. Yeah. Exactly. We were like, daddy yeah. too long. Yeah. Hey, dads, what's going on? I'm surprised he didn't say DDOs. DDOs. Oh, that's, that's even better. Yeah, because I wouldn't figure it out. Because I'm like, what are these acronyms for? Right. So I was like, look, I'll just pull up the records for fielding. And then we get my favorite scene as uh, how old am I? 35-year-old Griff's favorite scene of this movie. <laughs> Jean-Claude finger peck hacking. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I woke up the millhouse by pecking on my table. Yeah. Hey, Mill, it's okay. Uh. Um, so he's got to he's got to hack into the files yeah, to pull up fielding. Yeah, yeah, we're fine. Hey, Mel, it's okay. okay. It's okay. It was just me. Uh, <laughs> so he's got a f- finger peck into the computer to pull up fielding's report. Yeah, that's what a, a, but, real, a real man does. A real man doesn't know how to type. We we see Murray's. <laughs> <laughs> we see we see no results. No results. No results. I'm surprised that Ricky didn't have her stored into his like uh, sex mainframe. Right. And they're like, how did he do it? We we control TEC. How did he even go back through time? There was a prototype in Calverton, Maryland. Fuck, no one thinks of Calverton, Maryland. Nobody. And we're going to learn that, like, you know, Macomb, or not Macomb, God, I did it again. Max is going to lay it out for everybody. Right. Look, Macomb is out. For vengeance. He's out to make sure he's the president. He's out to get all this money. He's out to do this. He's out to do that. But I have the evidence. It just exists in the past. You need to help me get back to the past. You two are my best friends. What do you mean you're my best friend? I don't even remember who you are. Have you? Have we ever really talked to each other? Yeah, we're best friends. Ricky, uh, I told you to Ricky, wear I got you to- laid. Yeah. I taught you how to please a woman. That's right. Ricky's I- name... Bobby Ricky McGee. Bobby Ricky. He was McGee. so humiliated by that first sexual experience, he changed his name to Ricky. Ricky. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you. Yeah. It took me a minute. Go back in time. It took you'll, me a minute. Get that to, joke. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, "I got evidence for you, but it's in 1994. I need you to help me go back to 1994, and I will help Agent Fielding, who is definitely not dead, even though we saw her get shot dead." She's probably in the hospital. Yeah, she may be. We don't know. She might be alive. And so Matuzak's just like going to go along with it. He's like, well, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, friend, but you say I'm your friend, so I must be your friend. Um, Wouldn't a friend know that your wife's goulash is shit because you put too much salt in it? And you see that look just like wash over Matuzak's face. And it's like, you are my best friend. My wife does make shitty goulash. I can't believe this. So, okay, they're shutting everything down. They were kind, the military was kind enough to turn the fucking module back around. Because yeah. remember, it came back the one way. Yeah. 
So even though they're shutting everything down, they don't want anyone to use this. They have two guards right in front of it. They murder these guys because, hey, they are, they're on a mission. That's right. They go in. They, they uh, Max hops in the module. I guess Matuzak knows how to operate. I thought Ricky was the only one who had to operate this shit, but Matuzak knows how. Cause just, it's just a red button you got to push. It's just, it is just a red button. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the coordinates were already locked in and everything. Maybe it's as easy as the flux capacitor where you just <laughs> – it's literally just a digital readout, and you put the time and yeah. date. So they get it all locked in there, but then the militaries come in and they start shooting. Yeah. They shoot Matuzak, and it's like, oh no, is he going to be able to hit the button? Reaches out and just barely touches the button. And in the process, those guys who shot him get incinerated by the module. Because it's got to be rocket powered. Well, of course. Again, is it going to 88 miles and an apparently hour? And apparently, it's not. We just, we just had a scene where how delicate it is to set up this thing. The machine that Matuzak's working gets shot a million times. It still just takes him where he needs to go. He doesn't yeah. slam into the concrete or no, anything. Well, the, well, Murray, we do need to point out. Max is arriving back in 1994, but he's not arriving where they meant him to be. He arrives in the middle of a road. Or maybe they did mean him to be here. I don't know. Maybe Matuzak was double swerving him. I don't know. Because he arrives. Maybe he was assaulted by that goulash. That could have been know. it. Yeah, yeah that goulash great goulash. Because they arrive. What is a goulash? It's like uh, it's, it's like a Hungarian dish. It's like... I don't know if tech, my mom makes it, but I, I, she calls it goulash. I don't think it really is goulash, but what my mom makes it's kind of like a it's like kind of like a beef stroganoff type thing. Okay, it's so like there's noodles like a and gravy, like, saucy yeah, kind of yeah. situation. Meat's yeah. probably involved. Yeah. My mom's is then, good, but like I said, technically, I don't even know if she knows if it's goulash or not. Right. But, I yeah. imagine it being like like you said, beef stroganoff, but like a tomato based sauce kind of yeah, thing. It's kind of like the meat, yeah. and then throw some veg if you have it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So Max does arrive, but maybe the coordinates weren't not the greatest because he arrives in the middle of a two-way road with a semi bearing down yeah. on him. But thankfully, he's limber, so he just plants Flattens himself down out. the ground and drives right over him. Uh, manages to walk back into the You notice in movies, and this happens all the time with semis, they, almost hit, they never stop. They just keep... They, I, almost, I could have run over a guy. I don't care. I'm, I got some shit I got to... Come on. There, I got there, some there was shit I got to send to Walmart. There was not enough space for him to stop. Semis can't stop that easily. No, but stop. Period. Now, I'm not talking about stop not to hit him. Stop to see what the fuck just happened. Like, oh, nobody gosh, does no. that in a movie. They just keep going. Well, he looked in the review mirror and saw him getting back up. Okay, so he said, "Okay, <laughs> howdy, partner." Anyways, okay. so Van Dam, despite this situation, he manages to get back up. He was on the middle of a freeway in the middle of nowhere, but he walks right back into the middle of a suburb city, where, of course, you see all the signs "Make America Great Again" become twenty twenty twenty. Right, and also it's ninety four, so there's millions of payphones everywhere. Oh yeah! So he just goes up there. He's like, "I'd like to make a collect call uh, to all of the hospitals <laughs> that may have admitted a Jane Doe recently." Yeah. Which maybe in 2004 we could have done. Yeah. Not in ours, but it maybe it is. Yeah. But yeah, they figure it out. They're like, right away, sir, did you put twenty? Did you put two dimes in? Yeah. We'll get it for you. Uh, I put the quota in. I want my nickel back. <laughs> <laughs> and there uh, is where yeah, we got the yeah. bad nickel back. Yeah, people don't know um, Anyways. I'm going to put that in IMDb. I'm going to say that's how Nickelback got their name. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, and luck, luck would have it. Yes, there is a Jane Doe. At, Who had uh, uh, gunshot Multiple gunshot wounds in the hospital right down the road. Right. So he had straight over. 
He flashes his badge, which, of course, would not be identifiable in 1994. <laughs> right. so, but the people are just like, just yeah, see, whatever. Yeah, they just see a badge. It's like, 1994. It's pre-9-11. Right. So you, you, trusted, you trusted law enforcement in 94. It was only 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 Rodney King got the shit kicked out of him back right. in 94. I'm surprised. Uh, I mean, Max got that wild hair. You think uh, he would have been looked yeah. over twice. Yeah. But they are just like, fuck In 94, it. mullets were hit. That is the thing. Again, he totally fit in. He fits in in 94, <laughs> not 2004. Right. That's a good point. So his disguise is for the past. So maybe right. it is accurate. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think she we know She goes to Fielding's room. She, got, she, she realized she got burnt by McCombs. She's ready to fucking testify. Right. And immediately with the jokes. She swerved him, turned on him big time, almost got him killed. And she's just like, hey, I'm sorry about that. Are we friends again? Yeah, we friends again. Well, as long as you testify. And apparently he needed a bl- her blood sample to prove something. He needed more evidence in case she doesn't make it through the time oh, travel. Oh, okay. So that was the explanation. She shouldn't because where's her tracking modulator? Apparently you need it sometimes. Sometimes you Well, don't. no, we've learned in uh, the Lyle Atwood scene that two people can be holding each other and time <laughs> travel backwards. <laughs> so do, when they arrive, are they in the same seat together? <laughs> <laughs> no. We saw it. There's two seats. I so know, no, but if you're I, holding her. I know, I'm being silly yeah. here. Yeah, clearly the second person goes in. Now when you get the third person, they're in the trunk, uh, like, huddled up. And then if it's fourth, someone's hanging on the wing. Exactly. Yeah, this makes perfect sense. It's so stupid that they come back in the That car. was the stupidest aspect of this entire movie. Yes. Just the, uh, the process of time travel. Because when, when, they, they had to have their own unique way. Yeah. Yeah. When he came back that first time in the car, I paused it and got up and was like, why? Why is he coming back in the car? Anyways. So, so he, just, he just walks into the area where we, they have all the blood samples. We needed an excuse for him to go look at the blood samples. Right. And so that's why this scene is here. He finds the Jane Doe one. And it just happens to be her. There could be multiple <laughs> Jane Doe's in here. He grabs one that says Jane Doe. And it happens to be her because he looks at it and goes, this is a black woman's blood. (laughs) I don't know how he identifies this. I don't know. But more importantly, Melissa Walker. Right. And he's like, what? And he looks at it and it says pregnant on the side of it. Apparently, she wanted to be super sure because she's like, I'm not going to piss on a stick. I'm going to have somebody take some blood and make sure I'm pregnant. You know, we said this earlier. And I agree with the sentiment 100%. We need tasteless movies. Because I want to go watch movies, and I just want to be like, all right, this was entertaining, but it was fucking stupid as shit. Because it's fun. This movie hits that. So he returns to Fielding. Oh, my God, I'm going to be a papa. She's dead. We see they they didn't cover their tracks at all. They literally left the syringe in the IV with the poison, with the fucking... Strychnine, whatever, bleach, whatever they put in it. Apparently, they saw the past and saw that he went and looked at the blood work and was going to come back to the room because they basically, this is staged to look like Max killed Fielding because they, the, of course, it flatlines, the alarms go off and everything, the nurse comes in, and there's Max, Max there with his dumb-looking face like, what <laughs> She is dead. Sir, you killed him. Please, sir, stop. Security... Please, secure. He just walks past her, walks away. Right, and he goes down the corridor, and there he goes. Is that the Nasty Boys? Nasty, wait. Nasty. Nasty Boys. Starts chasing after him, but now there's 
hotel, uh, hotel hospital security <laughs> guards chasing him down. Of course, we know hospital security guards in 1994 were carrying rocket launchers. So he's yes. like, I got to be careful, be ready to jump and dive because right. that you know void explosion. So he just goes into a random room. Yes, doesn't check. He doesn't know what floor he's on. He just dives out a window. Right. Doesn't even look. Thankfully, they have some weird soffit system <laughs> where it's just metal grating yes. soffits. He grabs onto one. It gives. But just enough where it like allows him to go to another roof and get down and hop down and hop down and parkours his way out. Of this and he gets situation. his way down, and as he's getting down, and the, the you see him in the background, in the foreground, we see Melissa getting into her car. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh, that's very. That's good. why I thought she worked at the hospital, and it's like, oh, she just she's got a pregnancy yeah, test. Yeah. Again, this movie does not pass the bechamel test. They so had great they, insurance, so she would actually go to the hospital to get a pregnancy. That's test. incredible. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be in that limbo scene again, yeah. where it's that's like, I don't even this know was, if I have you know, insurance. This was because Macomb didn't have the power to shut down Planned Parenthood, so yeah. she got the pregnancy test. They asked me Friday, my work did, hey, are you going to be in Boston on Monday? And what did you say? said, well, is, <laughs> I mean, no. How am I supposed to get to Boston on Monday? Time travel. Time travel. Yeah. Anyways. So if you could, could you go? If you're going to Boston and time traveling, can you stop Larry Bird from stealing Isaiah <laughs> Thomas's pass in 1987? Dude, I would love to. <laughs> but then we went and have that fucking amazing documentary. That's true. Uh, of course, voiced by Kid Rock. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he did. Ruin if it. I did anything, I would change who did the voiceover. Yeah. I would take any boy. I take Ted Nugent over. Fucking you would. Kid you'd rather Rock. have the Nuge on there. I've seen the Nuge play. The national anthem at a piston game at in that in that era. Ted in Nugent era. walked by. He was at the Silver Dome, and Ted Nugent walked right by me. I said, "Hey, that's Ted Nugent." Hey, that's Ted Nugent. You said that too, Ted Nugent. Hey, that's yeah. Ted Nugent. And, and he, he said, looked, "Wang dang, sweet poon tang." And this kid, have you had any poon tang? <laughs> I said, "Not yet, sir. I'm only 12. <laughs> Is it like a peach? <laughs> Sweetest peach you'll ever eat. That's what, yeah, that's what got me into peach eating. That's right. It was, it was, you were gay until... <laughs> yeah, I was gay until I hit puberty. And then I said, hey, I like women. That's why you're so... Don't tell me gay conversion doesn't work. <laughs> uh, Goddamn, Ted Nugent turned me. So... <laughs> so Max goes to the mall. Because this is... Remember, this is October 10th now? It sounds like we're completely making this up at this point. Yes, Max is defeated and goes to the mall. Right. He, he wants an orange li- Julius. He needs to lick his wounds, get a salted pretzel and an orange Julius. Go to Hot Sam's, get that salty, the really crusty-ass road salt on it. Hot- I, I, I like hot pretzels, but I, I was at, was, this was like probably 35 years ago. Oh I was at a hot, in a line at Hot Sam's. Woman asked for more salt. It's like, more it's salt? like, it's like fucking road salt. Did you get her number by chance? I love a dry woman. She, she's dead by now. She was an old, elderly lady back then. So oh, okay. she's dead. Long dead. That's too bad. Because of salt. She had high blood pressure. I always tell Kayla, my biggest problem with you is you don't ask for enough salt because that dries <laughs> everything right up. You know how I am, Murray. God, you must have scars on your dick. <laughs> so, yeah, and so he's going to – what was this scene for now? I don't even know. Like, he's just like, Murray, I'm... Murray, okay, okay, okay. Everybody, we need to calm down for okay. a second here. Let's breathe yeah. together. Let's breathe together. We're in the home stretch right now. Yeah, we are in the home stretch. Yeah. We're like six paragraphs from done. <laughs> um, we're going back to the mall because now we're at the first scene of the movie. Yeah, I know that. But okay. why is he doing that? Because he needs to interact with Melissa. 
He needs. Has to he interact. just said fuck it? I don't care anymore. Because, I mean, I guess he can go back. Is he? Is he, he just decided he's gonna save his wife. Did he finally decided he could have done that before he came back the last time. He's trying to say, yeah, he's trying to finally. He's like everything is fucked now, so I might as well fuck it a little further. Okay. But as we know from time traveling, he's already done this. So the future we had been watching is the future that we already saw here. Yeah. So none of this actually So now matters. we know why Melissa was looking so concerned. Exactly. And Bec- that's why I pointed it out. Right. So he meets her like 15 minutes before uh, a Walker shows up. That's right. And she, rightfully so, when she sees that mullet, she's disturbed. She's like, you are not my husband. Who is this man who looks like my husband but has the worst hair I've ever seen? Right. Doesn't recognize him. Doesn't trust him. You never trust a guy with a mullet. Five o'clock shadow and the mullet. She's like, I don't know who the fuck. He's also, the time cops wear a a pillowy vest. Yeah. So she didn't recognize that. Even though he had the nameplate walker right on his chest. He did stop the blader already. So he's already fucked with future in that way. We didn't point that out. He stops the blader right away. Yeah. He finds him. He says, hey, what you about to do? Do not do it. Uh, But yeah. Catches up to Melissa, pulls her aside, gets her, gets her to uh, recognize him because says, your goulash, you salt it perfectly. And she's like, goulash? I've never made goulash once <laughs> in my life. So, and then he notices the nasty boys up on the catwalk looking down at him. Yeah, and he tells her, I need you to, I, I need you to take me, uh, take you to a safe place. And they find a closet. Right. And, of course, in the malls, I'm sure there's plenty of closets like this for uh, the the patrons to go fuck in or something. Yeah. It, 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 it was a closet at Spencer's. Yeah, it was a Spencer's so she bought. Some, she grabbed some edible panties, and they went off in there. Uh, there was a disco light and everything, yeah. and Al Green was playing. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he, too, he explains, you know, hey, you're Sigulash. And she's like, that sounds like my husband. Yeah. He's got to prove that he is her husband from the future here. Uh, you have something very special to tell me today. And she t- he tries to tell her, like, you need to tell him regardless. Don't let him, don't let a phone call interrupt you. Just tell him your big news. And she's like, uh, uh, okay. And then he tells her, but don't tell him anything about me. Yeah. So tell him everything and don't tell him anything. Yeah, because why? Well, he can't. He doesn't want her to know that he is a time traveler because that would fuck up the past, which fucks up the future, which is the is this why past hate- that he already <laughs> fucked up because he intervened. This is why I hate time travel movies. No, it gets too fucky. It's yeah. really stupid. And he already stopped the rollerblader. So does yeah. that mean in the first scene that the rollerblader was already stopped by Max, but still looted <laughs> the old lady? No, yes. it was a ripple effect. You didn't, you didn't change it? Well, I don't know. That's I the, think you've you found the one major flaw of this movie. It's the rollerblader. Yeah. yeah. Or this guy really, he's maybe he's a hardcore heroin addict. He's like, I need drugs. I don't care if this guy threatened my or life. Or maybe they do a fucking great old-fashioned wrestling swerve, and he has a twin brother who wears the same fucking... <laughs> well, of course, twins always wear the same outfits. <laughs> exactly. So, very confusing. He kisses his wife hard. Yeah. Very hard. And it made me think, who's got the bigger dick energy? I think we did this three hours ago when we started this episode. <laughs> yeah. So we were not going to go over that again. <laughs> but he leaves go her. Go back in time. and He leaves her. And we it. think that Max is going to fuck right off and leave them all all together. No. He goes and finds a nice, quiet place to watch himself. 
<laughs> That's yeah. Who has the big dick energy? The guy watching himself be a man with a woman, exactly. Or the so guy t- being a man. Time with Time cops are very feeble, is what you're telling me. Yeah, they're too busy fucking anime pillows. That's right. So yeah, he watches that while looking at that picture that he's kept all these ten years. Yep. Just that just... night, we're, we're it's like we're right. We, they, why didn't we have a repeat of the sex scene? No, they just cut right to the f post fuck scene. Right. And it's it's the scene where she's got to tell him something, and then the phone rings. Right. So she's heading downstairs, and inside her house in the foyer, there is Max, Max. just waiting there. And she's not surprised. She realizes it. You know, if this was the Andy Sedaris version, there would have been some <laughs> double-team action. I know right. we're taking from another Van Damme yeah. movie title. Yeah, they would have been spit-roasting her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. We're getting too silly. Would that be weird? I mean, no, it wouldn't. Yeah, because you're you're still fucking your husband. You're not cheating on your husband, right? Yeah. Exactly. I feel like the weirdest part would be like I'm fucking somebody with another person that I don't know that like that's really weird to me. But no, it's like I'm fucking somebody with myself. Like I want her to appreciate me in this way. Like this is intimate still because it's me and me. Yeah. So it's incredibly intimate. <laughs> <laughs> You're being intimate with yourself. I know. So it's like intimacy times a hundred. Yeah. So, so I mean, all we're saying is, people, if you, time travel is invented, go back and fuck somebody with yourself. Right. It's but no- don't touch. Do not touch. You stay. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. stay at one hole. He stays at the other. Exactly. You, no. You- no double penetration. If your balls slap into your balls, you're oh, going to explode. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying there. Yeah. I thought you were trying to go for like some kind of like Chinese finger trap effect where it's like. <laughs> well, if, no, that's exactly what you do. If you're both penetrating the person at the no. same time, is it like you're touching each other? But no. No, no, no. no. I'm just saying no ass, anal, and vaginal at the same time. Right. Ball slap. What you, happens explode. if. <laughs> Sorry. If, if your you cum both? flies and hits the other one? No. What happens if that happens? But that is a good question. What yeah. I was going to go for, what is what happens if you both splooge and the splooges touch? Because it is your DNA well, and yeah, it's well, that, the yeah, same space. Yeah, I mean, cause I would assume if you splooge hit the other guy, you would – that's be, your matter. I'm going to be honest here. Yeah. Stephen Hawking is a fucking liar. <laughs> that is how black holes are made. Time travelers going back, fucking their spouses together yeah. and splooging and they touch and that's how black holes are made. You heard it here. You heard it, it here. It works for me, yeah. Thank God they didn't fuck in this scene then. <laughs> so, so anyways, he tells well, that leaves the scene. What if We're so close. He finished in her and then the other one fucked her. <laughs> and his dick just like disintegrated? Yeah, would that happen? It turned to that messy blabber about the scene <laughs> inside of her. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. We're so close. Believe me, what we just said was way more entertaining than the finale of this movie. It's yeah. a lot of it's a lot of Sonny Chiba night fighting. God damn. We haven't in done an rain. episode like this without a guest in so long. <laughs> but this movie warrants it. I told you. It's a gonna... Thanksgiving special. We gotta give something to True. people. While you're making your Thanksgiving food, you're whatever basting you're making everything. While you're basting your lover. <laughs> any lover you want, multiple lovers if you choose. Just make sure you keep a attentive ear towards us because we do need to be heard. That's the, if we don't exist, if you don't listen to us. Exactly. Uh, so, anyways, Max has intervened. He tells her to keep uh, Walker upstairs, just any means necessary. 
And so even before Walker is able to come downstairs, she goes right up to him, which we know is already a fuck-up from the beginning. Right. Because uh, Walker came downstairs and walked out the front door. So we know Walker's going to stay upstairs. Now we've got the surprisers, the goons, well, the she's nasty a, She boys. keeps them up by saying she's pregnant. She reveals Yeah, to Yeah, Walker she goes upstairs and tells them he's yeah. pregnant. And they hug, and they only have candlelit because the the rain has knocked the power out. Or the goons did. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I can't remember which no. one happened there. They're able to turn the power on later, so apparently uh, it wasn't. It might have just been the goons. But anyways. So Max goes out on the front porch. Inter- well, he waits by the front door yeah. and surprises the surpriser. Right. Which is Balding Goon. Okay. Nastier. Nastier. Nastier boy. Nastier boy. Okay. That's why you put Nastier in yeah. there. And so it's just fighting. I don't, it's boring of, fighting. Yeah. yeah. He just fights. It looks like for a minute there that Max is going to be caught, but he manages to make his own getaway and runs away. And so they are like, okay. So Walker must – obviously they're gunfire. So Walker he says, what, what have we always learned, Griff? Height. Go to the highest place. So yes. they go to the attic. Yes, they do. Hide. And not even that. He's like, get out on the roof. It's raining. She, she is wearing just a nightgown and like a robe. She has and no she's shoes. pregnant. She has no shoes. Well, she's like a month pregnant. It's still. She's pregnant. Oh, okay. Are, and you, are you Mike Pence now? <laughs> I'm <laughs> full Mike Pence now. <laughs> yeah. All right. She's, she's with child. She's, she's with child. Yeah. Yeah. She, and so she's <laughs> hanging on the outside of a slippery fucking roof. Right. Trying to climb no up shoes to the highest bed. spot. Which, right. of course, is uh, an antenna or a weather And vent. so I think this, this balding goon, he gets up to the egg, and so he fights Walker. Yes, it was nastier goon who goes <laughs> up, and he's going to be the one who's fighting with Walker and everything. Because Walker is – he's doing the ninja thing in the um, the stud work of the attic. And so uh, nastier goon sees Melissa go out onto the attic, and he's going to go chase after her. And that's when Walker – Surprise attacks him, gets the edge, manages to knock him out, and he thinks, okay. It throws him out the window. Oh, that's right. He so does he, throw so him throws, out the window. Throw him where your wife's trying to hide. Right. So then she's going to the highest point possible. She's holding on to the TV antenna. It's 1994. We still had those. She's almost at the antenna. Yeah. Walker goes out to help her uh, as she's reaching it, but as she reaches the antenna, Walker is attacked by Nastier Goon again, <laughs> yeah. and he gets like shoulder tackled and nearly falls off the roof, which yeah. is the second story. Yeah, so it'd he, be a good fall. He grabs the gutter, which would not hold up because Dan Damp's got to be at least 170, 180 pounds. Yeah, it's a strong gutter. It's very strong. Melissa, of course, is grabbing onto the antenna right now, but apparently with her pregnancy strength, rips it from the thing and falls Rolls down the uh, uh, the roof, yeah. and Van Damme ha- uh, Walker has to grab her hand. Yeah. So now Walker, 180 pounds of Walker is holding <laughs> the gutter. Uh, about 120 pounds of uh, Melissa, Melissa. So and their pounds. baby, which of course is 45 pounds because <laughs> yeah. so it is 345 pounds hanging from an eavesdrop. <laughs> That's right. And he does the balding nasty your boy starts doing the villain thing. We start. Doing the Rudy Ray, little pinky. Oh, he does the Rudy throat. Ray rub out on his 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 fingers. One thingy at a time. And they, oh, and then he notices a Walker notices a space age gun because there's twelve fucking scopes on it. Yep. Get, it's like it's like Christmas. There's so many lasers going off. Of right, it, you can't help but notice it. And we're thinking he's gonna because then all of a sudden we see bullets come up through the the roof. The roof. And we're like, oh, he got the gun. No, he didn't. Melissa, Melissa. got the gun. She's like fucking. 
got mother strength now. She's like, I'm protect my baby. That's right. All right. And so, you know, of course, Melissa manages to get back up. Walker manages to get it back up. And um, we see that Walker continues across the roof. I guess Melissa goes back. Yeah, Melissa goes back inside. Walker continues across the roof, I guess, to survey the scene and figure out where the other goons are. And other nasty boy is waiting for him and shoots him. Walker gets hit and falls and rolls off the roof. Now, Max is hiding outside the house. He sets up a trap where he just puts some pants on a clothesline, which tricks the fucking one of the goons. Yeah, the goons are looking around, and then they hear... And it's the pants slowly approaching him and just faster and faster and faster. So he freaks out and shoots the pants and nothing's behind it. And then tap, tap. Hello, my friend. You shot my pants. My pantaloons. Knocks him out. Okay, so now he's trying to get back in the house. And he's he gets in the house, I guess. Yeah, he gets back into the house and he finds Macomb holding Melissa. Yeah, he's he's knocking goons out along the way, and he's just getting ready to throw the one goon out a window. And there's Max waiting for him with Melissa. Well, no, or, Macomb, excuse me, Macomb. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we forgot to mention there was a, a scene which you thought was a throwaway scene where we see Aaron, young Macomb, walking through like the halls of the White House or something, and a secretary says, "Hey." You need to you get to meet somebody or something. You got a call or something. You got a very important call. Get him. You 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 know they want you there at five o'clock. Oh, thank you. Cancel my whole evening. Hey, <laughs> and he's got he's continuity. Bandage. Sonny Chiba will have a continuity. He got that yep. bandage over that cut that he got at the at the factory. That's right. And he tells her, "Hey, what's your name? I feel like you're gonna have a high uh, position in my cabinet." She gives him a name. She said. Bobert. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I'll send you a pic. Uh, I'll send you an uh, invitation to my limousine. And then as he walks away, he goes, the, a picture of my limousine. He's a nasty boy himself. Yeah. All right. So then we're, we're back up in the room with uh, Melissa being held hostage by Macomb. And he's uh, gloating Max. about his poll numbers. He's like, I'm way ahead of DeSantis. Fucking George W. wishes he had these numbers. Uh, fucking uh, Gore has no goddamn chance. Florida is all backing me. He's like, I came back to fund the, to sew up the final loop, if you will. Yep. By killing Walker, so you won't even exist anymore. That's right. Cause and Matt, a dude even says that. He's like, hey, we won. He's like, fucking idiot. He's here. Obviously, Walker's not dead. Right, right. Walker can't be dead because we're looking at Max right now. Right. Because Max is like, I'll give myself to you. Like, take yeah. me any way you want me. I know how you're into it. <laughs> so just take me. He's like, no, babe. I don't want you. I want Waka. I got to get the Waka. Where's Captain Waka? <laughs> so Nasty Boy's like, hey, man, we're okay. He's like, you idiot. You got to get Walker. Get Walker. He wouldn't be here. He's not dead. Go find him. So Moppy is so uh, <laughs> nasty boy. Moppy, as I call them, <laughs> goes outside for Walker and he's fucking him up. Right, and 
somehow Max gets outside <laughs> because that Max literally if everything was so dark and rainy. It was so weird because there's just I was big, waiting for Fender to show up. It was that fucking not? dark and rainy. Right. It reminds me of some of the Fender scenes because it's outside of a house that looked just like this house and there was the well and he lowers the person <laughs> into the well and says, "Yeah, stop them, you know, with this barbed wire, you know." Yeah. Um but Max despite being in a hostage situation a minute ago, is able to just walk outside and he gets a pistol and it's looking really grim for Waka, which, of course, he cannot touch. So he walks right up behind uh, Moppy and starts pistol whipping the shit out of him before he can really knock out Walker. All right. So the power comes back on the house. I don't know. I guess they have way better electrical line people than I I do at my place. That's right. It's like literally 15 minutes they fix it. Max runs back in to find McCombs still as Melissa hostage. But he's bragging about how, like, Max says something like, how did this happen? And Max, uh, McCombs says something along the lines of, yeah, I went back and fucked with time some more or something. I don't know. It, it's I, it's so stupid at this yeah, point. We're yeah. we're we're doing way too much. We're getting way too cute. We're overbooking the fuck out of this dumb movie. Speaking of overbooking, bandaged Aaron shows up and he's like, "Hey, what's going on? I heard there's an orgy in this house, you know." And then he's like, he sees his future self again, right? And he's, and he's like, "Didn't I see you yesterday?" Right. He's very confused about the whole thing. I was called and told to come. Who the fuck called and told you to come here? I did. And then Melissa just punches McComb in the dick. When in doubt, punch somebody in the dick. We learned that from Sonny Chiba. That's right. And then he's just, he he gets shot. Well, Melissa gets shot. Oh, Melissa does get shot for that. You don't right. punch a man in the dick. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Max just grabs fucking uh, Aaron and throws him into McComb. It's slow enough where they do the wrestling trope where he waits for his music to get played. And mm-hmm. then he pushes them together after Melissa's been shot and nearly right. killed. And then Spoiler we get alert. some of the greatest CGI you've ever seen. God, it's so fucking good. So good. What did they turn into like a creature? I don't know what was going on. It's a fruitcake. It's a fruitcake, man. It's a amalgamous blob. Uh, and then it just disappears. And then it, yeah, then it just dissipates. It turns into a tiny black hole, like the semens when they touch. Oh, is that it? Yeah, it turned into a black oh, hole. God. That's how black holes are made. So, of course, Max is going to grab Max. He's going to grab Melissa and carry her downstairs. And, you know, that bomb, we're still seeing it ticking off and everything. He manages to jump and dive. Everything's okay, though. Yeah, they could have just thrown them. They could have done a massacre at Central High. <laughs> just thrown the fucking. Uh, yeah, that would have been good. By, by the way, you guys probably don't know that you didn't listen to it, but it's yeah, great. Yeah, what episode. the fuck? Yeah. Come on. And, yeah. So he's like, I get time to go home. You know, like Walker's alive. So, you know, yeah. obviously because Max is still there. And so he goes back. For, immediately arrives on the tracks. Everybody's waiting to greet him. Rolls in and that fucking. Sign says Parker data link systems. Everything is all good again. Parker's still alive. How was he alive? He died the day before they fixed everything. I, I what? Don't know. I don't or wait, no, yeah, because what happened was when young Macomb hit splooged with old Macomb, <laughs> he ceased to exist at that moment, so he never had anything any time beyond that moment. Right. Okay, so it makes sense. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So we see that TEC is fully staffed now. Everybody's happy. Full government funding. Everybody's behind them. It's no longer defund the TEC. It's fund the TEC. Right. 
and like uh, he's got a quiz. Uh, Matuzak, who's yeah. just like, hey, buddy, what's going on? You coming over for dinner? Goulash, Goulash night. And of course, uh, 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 Max got to test the waters. What about Senator Macomb? Who? You mean that that senator that disappeared ten years ago? What are you talking about? Okay. And then Max just smirks and goes, "Yeah." He goes about it. He's going further into the bowels of the building and passes by Fielding. And he goes, "Tell Bobby." We, we, I guess his name was Bobby Morgan, but we call Bobby McGee. Tell Bobby <laughs> McGee the clit is located right here. And then just walks off. She's like, "Who the fuck are you? What are you talking about my clit for?" But then she smiles a bit, and she's just like, he's so fucking handsome. You yeah. can't help, Bobby uh-huh. McGee. I can't wait to reconnect with Bobby <laughs> McGee. I'm so glad you gave him maneuvers, some tips. Jumps in his horrible shit car. Cars still are awful. That's the one thing he didn't fix. Yep, we follow him completely home. There's a ca- camera on the hood. We see it kill three kids because Teslas are amazing automated right. machines. Did you see that that footage? I think it was in Asia where Tesla just went crazy. Like it was trying to parallel. Park and then it just took off and killed a bunch of people. No, I would never watch anything. Yeah, I hate that footage because it it feels like it's something that belongs in this movie, but it's in real life, and I can't do that. I will. I don't. If I'll I'll just never be in a car again. If if it turns to that, where we all have to have self driving cars, because I don't trust these fucking things. I I mean. I think I would trust it more if everything was automated because I then wouldn't. everything is anticipating everything. But when you no. have machines trying to anticipate human brains, it's not going to work at all. Because no. we can't even. Well, that accident had nothing to do with human brains. That was just a Tesla. Yeah, shit. yeah, I get that. No, I, get I that. would never. I would never trust them. Never. Right. Ever. Okay. There we go. So he gets home. We see bad haircuts running the family because bull, <laughs> bull gut having kid. Dead. Again. 2004, not 1994, <laughs> where the hairstyle belongs. So, like, father, like, son, they both have hairstyles from 10 years prior. Right. Gives big old smooch to Melissa. I have something to tell you. She has something to tell him. Oh, she brightened it's it a, again? It's a, it's a play on the first scene. Oh, I didn't get that. <laughs> there you have it. You asked for it, people. You want a time cut. I want a double team. But. And we made sure to give you a long episode so you could cook a whole fa- Thanksgiving feast. You you didn't have to talk to your racist uncle who's drunk by now. You yeah. said, I got to excuse myself. And this you is, hide in the bathroom for three hours. This is the perfect spot for Raycon to have sponsored us because we could do a whole bit about how you didn't have to listen to any of your family while you were just hearing us yeah. entertain you. It'd be nice to have sponsors, but then again, we'd have to censor what we say, and I'm never doing that. Think Think about that evening. You go or after Especially dinner. since he ruined Griff ruined us financially with his crypto investments. Well, oh, yeah. you, sure you heard it was a sure thing. Hey, I closed the door and opened a window. Okay. All right? We'll figure it out. We'll squirm <laughs> our way to another million. Okay. We always do. We always do. We always do. Did you have anything else to add? Uh I am feeling like uh, it's hard. I feel like we gave this was our best Van Damme movie we've done yet. I think. Okay. As in common like episode on a Van Damme, I feel like we really gave this Van Damme movie everything it deserved. I thought a Bloodsport one was very good. It probably was. I don't know. I don't remember. Neither do I. So to our to our recollection, this is the best because we don't remember the last Van Damme movie we did. Goddamn so right. Every well, every episode's the best. I mean, we just keep growing and growing. 
That's right. That's the best way to look at yourself. Even if you don't feel like it was better than the one before, it's better because you have all the experiences from the time before. So I imagine at the time you're listening to this, we will be accepting the key to Detroit, which we always get every time at Thanksgiving Day Parade in They've Detroit. They've promising that to me for my movie reviews. Normally they give it to Santa Claus because, you know, it's it's Christmas time. But they're like, no, we're going to give it to the Golden Globus guys. We're, we are, we are going to be the Grand Marshals. I remember... <laughs> I'll just tell all you non-Detroit people. You might even get something, because apparently when, uh, I don't know if she gets it now, but my sister who lives in Seattle, they would show the Thanksgiving Day Parade. They call it America's Thanksgiving Day Parade now. They used to always be, when I was a kid, the Detroit. But we're so ashamed of the word Detroit that we changed it. Really? Yes. That's fucking disgraceful. Yes. That should be Detroit's, like... We need something here. We need. It's a great fucking town. I mean, we have a love hate thing. There's some awful things about Detroit, but it's still historically a great town, and we contributed a lot to the culture of the world. Right. I think you should always be frustrated with your local place to make sure it grows and grows and grows. Yeah. So I don't think when you excuse yourself for everything that. So there was a time. I'm getting back to my point. I was making. There was a time in the '90s. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. The ex of Roseanne Barr. That's his claim to fame. He was married to Roseanne Barr for a couple years. He was married to some chick from Bumfuzzle, Michigan. He got the fucking Grand Marshal position. We were so desperate to have anyone famous. Yeah. It's like there's no like ex-Tiger or something or like an ex-Motown person we can't just throw up there. Yeah, what year would you say? This it movie? was sometime in the 90s. 90? Like, yeah. It was probably 94 when this movie Travis came Travis Fryman, Sweet Lou Whitaker. You could have got go, so man. many. Like, Jet the Lemon. Ti- the Tigers were not good, but we had fucking names that are uh, on our wall yeah. at Comerica Park that could have been. Anybody would have been better than Tom, Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold, fuck you. Yeah, John Claude, get John Claude. That's Claude. how much self-loathing we have. But now we're proud. We got the G&G boys going to get that key to the we're gonna city. We're going to get that key. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and start a campaign right now on Twitter. If Twitter doesn't get shut down, we're definitely going to get it. All right, so everybody enjoy your Thanksgiving. Um, I'm, what are you, are you thankful for anything, Griff? What am I thankful for? I'm thankful for uh, my new heating system. I'm thankful for it, too. Yeah. I woke up, and it was uh, not as hot as it was supposed to be, but it yeah. was not 50 degrees. Yeah. And it is cold as shit in Michigan right now. Last week, it was 70. Yeah. Last week, it was 70. This week, we're dropping below freezing at night. Yeah. And I'm very thankful it's that my house is over yeah. 60 degrees when I wake up. I'm thankful for that, too. Yeah. Because those are miserable days. And, of course, I'm always thankful for the great, sexy, beautiful, smart listeners we have. Oh, thank you, listeners. You're so And the sexy, sexy, beautiful, great guests we always have. Ooh, oh, that last guest we had. Oh. My God. He, I think he's going to take over. I think I think he's going to be the, uh, the number one in the – I don't remember your guy's last name. I'm sorry, but your household. The Hegemon Mom? Hegemon Are you are, – are, oh. Hegemon Affinity. So, but hey, we still move on ever on. We don't stop for holidays. Next week, we're going to have a movie. It's going to be really fun. You may, most of you probably have never heard of this movie. This was a recommendation from our buddy, ex-WWE superstar, Paul London, who always comes up with the great 90s martial arts movies. He's got so many hidden gems. And if you're a fan of Shoot Fighter, you're going to be a bigger fan of this movie. It's called Blood Moon. Yeah. Starring Gary Daniels, who we've never... I don't think we've ever had a Gary Daniels movie on. I, He's a 90s martial arts guy. We're, we're kind of hazy on the yeah. 90s guy. Yeah, I don't know I don't know him by name. He's got sure. a nice vacant stare that you're going like to enjoy. That. Yeah, like There's that. There's a lot of hacking that Griff's going to enjoy in this movie. I'm, I love computer work. Frank Gorshin. 
TV's The Riddler is the police chief. Oh, nice. And I'm not making any promises, but I am working on having the man himself, Paul London, on this episode. I'm not making any promises. He may not. He's, he's like herding cats. He's a, he's, a, he's a nomad. He's just, he just, he's Kane. He walks the earth. That's right. So when I, I can pick him up, I, when I can send a whisper letter to him, sometimes he responds. Right. So If we get the right P.O. box. With or without him, we're doing Blood Moon. So see that next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving and keep it warm and basted.